Game with Chums podcast. I'm your host this week, Raw, joined as always by the bearded man himself. Wait a minute, we've both got beards and we're both wearing glasses. What's going on here, Paul? Oh, what's we're, up? We're just the same. We're, this, we're the same person, just yeah, in different in different windows. Yeah. But how are you, Paul? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, just chilling here, relaxing. You look extremely chilled. Yeah, I feel extremely chilled. Um, yeah, I'm good, man. What have you been? What have you been up to in the? Um, has it been two or three weeks since we last did this? I'm losing count of count of the flow of time at this point. Um, I think it's been two weeks. <laughs> about about that, yeah, two weeks. What have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? What have you been drinking? Um, uh, well, I've been, I've not been up to too much. I had COVID, so I haven't really been doing much. Recently. That's a good point. I didn't ask you how you were. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good. Um, I I got tested positive for COVID about a week ago, and um, yeah, it felt like a really bad cold. I think the thing that really annoyed me is probably the um, fatigue, because mm. it um makes you very like just. I bet I remember I bent down to pick something up, and I was just like that. I was like, wow, this is really just to pick something up from the floor really took it out of me. So, yeah, that was something. And um, the con- continuous coughing is just uh, drives you crazy after a while because you just yeah. constant. It's just like something stuck in your throat or tickling your throat. And it was just constant coughing. Um, but then some of the side effects, some of the effects I had was, which I read is part of the Omicron is like, running nose and high temperature which i had um so that was fun but uh, yeah i um I, I did another test and i'm negative now but um i went for a run yesterday and my god that nearly killed me it took me so long to catch my breath back um and i i kind of like i just wanted to see if i can how far i can run and then didn't run very far and then i got home and i was just like this throughout the rest of the day like <gasps> Like just trying to just catch my breath, I just felt like I couldn't catch my breath at all, um, yeah, which was a bit you worrying. Want to give yourself a bit more time to recover because this this shit lingers. I'm, I'm still I'm still a little bit off now, and I had it what March. Mm. Yeah, I had it like two months ago, and yeah, my throat felt like I'd been gargling glass, and I was coughing so much, and I was so short of breath that there were times where if I stood up and and I had a coughing fit immediately after standing up i nearly fucking blacked out yeah yeah it's not great lack of breath it's not fun at all um i mean i I avoided it for like two years Mm. and i got it as soon as i went to i went to a gig um the electrical bar i think i must have picked it up there Mm. um because that was just like wall-to-wall people and um so I, i caught it there um i've I sort of started feeling the effects like Sunday evening or Monday morning. And I kept thinking it was just through like, cause we went out for your birthday for a couple of drinks. I thought it was just alcohol and um, the effects of like going to, going to, going to a gig and going in the mosh pit. But um, yeah, it's just started to, I was just like, wow, this is really affecting my body. And um, mm. I took a test and, it didn't appear and I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm all right. Then I took another one a couple of, a day later. Cause I was like, this is like two days later. I was like, this isn't right, man. I'm like, if it's a cold, I should easily be recovering. And it turned out it, I, I, um, I tested positive. 
And I was just like, and that that's the day when it really like hit me. I think the symptoms just caught up and it just like knocked me for shit. I was just like, I can't, I was just lying in bed. I was like, I'm really struggling to get out of bed. I was like really struggling. I had to like, you know, when you're so tired, but you have to force yourself to like sort of make a really, really big concerted effort to, to get out of bed. And when you do that, it feels like you've used up so much energy. Yeah. This is not right. So yeah, it's not, it's not great. But um, yeah, I feel I feel better now. Um, I still feel that some of the effects like fatigue and uh, and aching, like body ache. It's like when you do loads of weights, you know what I mean. And then like the day after, you start you get like a numb sort of feeling around your muscles because your your body's like is rebuilding itself. Your muscles are rebuilding. That's what it felt like. I was like, wow, this feels like I did a major weight session. So yeah, just do cover recovering from that and. Um, what I've yeah, been, it's, it's not fun. Yeah, I mean, now that I've had it, it you know, I kind of don't want to get it again. But <laughs> I've got a feeling it's going to happen, uh, just because, like in in the in the UK and England, we just sort of, well, I think it's like the government's just like, well, fuck it, we just <laughs> let's just get on with it, and, and like, let's not talk about it anymore. Pandemic's so, over now, guys. Yeah. Go back to work. Go back yeah. to spending money. Uh, yeah, but then, you know, our, our, our beloved Tory government have increased the cost of living. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they go, I'll go back to work, but um, we've increased the train fares, we've increased the food, we've increased heating, electricity, everything's gone up, you know, um, to pay for, to, you know, for the two years that the, the, the economy is slumped, but, you know, they, they increased our taxes and everything like that. So basically everything's just gone up and again except people, for wages except for oh uh, yeah our wages haven't gone up they just stayed still and um it's the uh, it's the people the working people always suffer from like always had to bear the brunt i mean you, you could tax corporations and the the extreme don't, the, don't the work silly paul the the five percent sounds like communism paul the ten percent of uh all oh, calling even, the police on you the five percent of the of the country that's like billionaires, or it could tax them. But you know, the rich always make a big thing about like being taxed. So um, they like, oh, well, we we are, we were getting off topic, but they always go on about. You always hear it going in news, and people like saying, oh, we shouldn't be taxed. Why do we have to be taxed more? Uh, but no, you've what, got literal billions, billions and millions, and that's why they took take their money into offshore saving accounts or live abroad or tax havens and stuff like that. Brilliant. And lobby governments to make sure that there are loopholes in the law so that they can avoid paying tax. Yeah. So then it's people like us who just suffer the most, and people having to go to food banks and stuff like that now. So it's well, it was a thing already, but now it's even more. So I have a what are you going to pay for? Your heating or your food it's just crazy like the way that how, how what's happening here and mm-hmm. we've had the uh, um uh local elections here and the tories taken taken a battering which I, I i knew they would um in my in my where i live it's tories are not even an issue it's always a two part it's a two part and well one party borough which is labor um but i didn't vote labor i vote i always vote green because um in general elections, I vote Labour, but in local elections, I vote Green because, like, Labour is like setting off like land and stuff like that, uh, council land. 
even though they're supposed to be the party of the people and selling it off to like developers to kick out the to kick out people who are in, who are in like uh, council accommodations and stuff like that to bring in like uh, um, more money and stuff like that. just you know, you know what I mean it's just like it's sort of like a gentrification sort of thing happening in a lot mm. of Lambeth boroughs so yeah but other than that, man, like apart from my political and uh, and, and and health, I haven't been doing too much. I, I streamed last night. I streamed some Dragon Age Origins. Been playing more of that, and I've forgotten. Like it's been like I literally I played it. I think the last time I played it was two thousand and ten, mm. like twelve years ago, man. And I've got a, I had to whip out the 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 um, the walkthrough, which I have. Uh, <laughs> this is like I bought that when I bought the game. And um, I had to whip that out because I was like, "What the fuck?" I don't. Some some of the things I just don't know what I'm doing because it's not streamlined. There's a yeah. lot of things you can miss out. Let's be honest. You need a walkthrough if you're if if that's like your kind of your introduction to sort of hardcore PC RPGs. Mm. You kind of need a walkthrough. Yeah, I mean, like it's not a simple game. You you notice it with more Bioware games that they more and more sort of simplified, very mainstream, very on rails. Uh, so. I had to whip out the 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 the, the um, walkthrough for certain things in the because uh, there's it's a lot of stuff you can just just miss. And like 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 games now, if you have got like a, a pl not plot critical, but something to do with your party, if there's an item that you need, it's sort of, it is part of their like uh, a mission. You can't like you can't miss it. Can't miss it. Yeah. But in this game, you can miss certain items that you can you can give to your party as as gifts. Which will increase their um, increase their affinity to you, or like part of their their part, kind of like their their side their side um, side uh, side missions side stories. But you can miss it in this. So I had to go through this and go, okay, if I miss this, have I missed that? But yeah, it's just it's old school PC sort of RPGs, man. I mean, like now these days we're very uh, hand handheld. That's mm. the right word. Like with modern rpgs even with getting like i think like games like witcher 3 they have like branching and different stories if you miss if you miss something up you can if you do something wrong you can miss something or something like that but even then that's probably. still i've still, played it once so i can't remember <laughs> yeah still, probably it's still pretty it's still like in that it's still a very streamlined game, streamlined though. game but like dragon age origins compare that to two it's completely different but yeah, yeah but last last time i played origins was just before inquisition came out and i was like oh okay yeah i kind of forgot what kind of game this was mm. and what In was that 2015 i think inquisition 2014 game? i think it came out or 15 it could be somewhere but, around there yeah that that sort of game is very much like open world and you know a lot of faff about in there I think everyone's getting kind of sick with open world games now as well, because it's a common complaint that you have an open world, but there's not much in there to do. It's a lot of fetch quests, a lot of like, uh, you know, those sort of things. Like, like I think like the, the fad of open world is probably going now. I don't know what the new fad is now. <laughs> this has got to be something new. Yeah. Um, I know like you've got like games like, um Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild sort of those sort of sort of games where you can just don't have to complete the story you can or don't you can just sort of do whatever you want in the world but um yeah I think open worlds are sort of 
thing of the past. But um, yeah, man. So that's what I've been doing. But what have you been up to, dude? What have you been playing? Um, what have I been playing? I have been playing Doom Eternal, finally. Um, it's been on my backlog pretty much since it came out. And I remember reading some impressions about it online around the time it came out. And some people were unhappy with it and felt it was nowhere near as good as Doom 2016. Um, because you have to kind of like micromanage your resources a lot. And I remember a lot of people really didn't like that. So I kind of put it off for ages. And um, we're coming up towards the traditional E3 period. Obviously, there is no E3, but coming up to that period of the year, and there are rumours that id Software are going to announce their new game. So I thought, I'd better catch up on on their latest release. And it's amazing. It's, it's so good. Like, it's absurdly good. And um, the resource management stuff works for me. Like, you have three ways to get sort of resources so if you if you use the glory kills which are in doom 2016 so like when you injure an enemy and it starts flashing then you click the right stick and you get like a finishing move basically and that gives you health um you use your chainsaw and that gives you ammo and then if you light people up with your flamethrower that gives you armor so you just kind of get into this like it's a very fast-paced game as well, and you've got pretty good mobility. You've got like double jumps and dashes and everything. Um, so you're just constantly like dancing around the stage, looking for fodder enemies to use to farm for resources to take out the bigger enemies, and it's just it's just really good. Um, the combat is fantastic. The movement's really good. It's fast-paced. The music, obviously, music was a big point in Doom 2016. It's amazing in Eternal as well. Which comes together really well, and there's a lot more variety as well because Doom 2016 you just had Mars and like human facilities on Mars and Hell, and that was it. And in this, you go to like three different planets as well as Hell and Mars, and some of it looks like it belongs in like Warcraft or something. It's proper like high fantasy stuff, which kind of took me by surprise um it's just it looks really good it's got ray tracing now on series x which is very impressive um runs at pretty much locked 60 fps despite everything that's going on it's just that that development team are absolute wizards and i'm very very excited to see what they come out with next the rumors are they're doing a quake game but i don't know how true that is but um yeah this is a very very good game i was playing it the other night and it just everything clicked and i was like i think this might be one of the best games i've ever played it's just stupidly good so i'm excited to see what id software come up with next um as for other stuff i've been playing i've kind of been dabbling in a few things because of one thing i did receive in the last two weeks which is just lean off camera for a second this got my steam deck um (laughs) eventually look at it it's a big big damn thing it's like bigger than my head and I don't have a small head. But yeah, got that. So I've just been just installing some games and seeing how they run. I installed Wolfenstein Youngblood because I really like the reboot Wolfenstein games, but I've never finished Youngblood, so I thought I'd play it on that, and it runs ridiculously well on that. Um, so I've just been playing a bit of that and getting some emulators up and running, trying to get like um, just some old retro games playing on it. 
but I need to get a micro SD card for that. So I've got a bit more space because I've got the 256 gig one. Yeah, I'm very impressed with it. Very happy with it after it eventually turned up because um, Parcel Force told me it was out for delivery on a Wednesday, Wednesday morning, and then it never turned up. And then Wednesday evening, they told me it had been returned to the depot. Then it was out again on Thursday morning for delivery. Then it got returned to the depot again. So at that point, I was like, well, this driver's stolen my Steam Deck. And I was very, very angry. But then it turned up on Friday afternoon. So at least it finally turned up. So that's what I've been playing, what I've been watching. I've been trying to watch Rising the Shield Hero Season 2 because I really liked Season 1. And Season 2 so far is very bad. It's just very, very boring. And um, I don't know. Season 1 ended on this huge cliffhanger and they've just kind of ignored it and just gone on some completely different arc that I don't think anyone cares about. And it's just not very good. So I started watching Fruits Basket instead because that's been on my watch list for ages. I'm all about that right now and um, kind of slice of life anime with some supernatural elements very much enjoying it other than that yeah just messing around with my steam deck really mainly trying to see how games run see if I can get emulators working but it's about what I've been up to so I think we'll move on to the news section because some stuff actually happened over the last two weeks, which seems to be a bit of a rarity in this kind of pre-traditional E3 period. I keep having to say traditional E3 period because now there is no E3 anymore. <laughs> that sucks. I still think that sucks. But anyway, I guess the big one, Paul, was Embracer. Continue to embrace studios. Um, I think this one came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone saw this one come in, but they've... Pu- They've purchased Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix, plus all their, well, most of their IPs, the big ones anyway, like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and a bunch of other things, for $300 million, which seems like peanuts. I just, I'm surprised. Like, Sony bought Insomniac before all these big, like publisher acquisitions that Microsoft's been doing and they paid 229 million for them and they had almost no IP and now Embracer have bought three studios plus at the very least one very big IP in Tomb Tomb Raider for only 300 million dollars that's crazy I don't know if you remember this Paul but Microsoft made a timed exclusive deal for Rise of the Tomb Raider so if you remember that it was it was kind of a small little thing uh, people didn't really talk about it very much. Apparently that cost $100 million. And now that studio, that IP, plus two more studios, and God knows how many other IP have been bought for three times that. That's just insane. But what are your thoughts on that, Paul? Because Embracer have over 100 studios now. Most of them are very small, but they do have some big ones like Gearbox and Sabre Interactive. Uh, These are probably going to be their biggest ones. Yeah. Um, it came out of nowhere, that one. Um, it's surprising, to be honest with you. Uh, these are some big IPs that they've, they've, they've acquired. Um, Twitter, as always, was aflame with rumors and speculations. 
and people's thoughts. I kind of, I, I, I don't know. I don't think like Square Enix really like valued their um, lot of their Western IPs. Um, if I'm going to be fair, I think they always sort of more focused heavily on the uh, Japanese sort of uh, IPs that they 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 own. Um, so maybe they just didn't want to deal with the Western audiences anymore, really. <laughs> so they just like oh, just sell them off. Um, um, who bought them? Embracer. Mm. To be honest, I didn't hear much of Embracer before, and I looked into them, and they're quite yeah, they like, own a, a lot of studios. I was like, who the who the hell are Embracer? Yeah, because they used to be called THQ Nordic. Oh, they, yeah. there you are. Fuck, there, there they, it was Nordic Games who were like a Swedish, yeah, Swedish publisher, yeah. and then they bought out bought out the TI THQ stuff when THQ went bankrupt and renamed themselves THQ Nordic, mm. and now they've renamed themselves Embracer. Yeah, it's which a... is a name that makes sense, I guess, seeing as they've been buying up everything. Um, I kind of like, I don't know. I, I like the, I, I like that. It's just, um, with the, uh, how this generation's going, where everyone seemed to be buying it, Sony buying studios and Xbox buying publishers. I kind of like another sort of person buying, uh, IP, cause this could have easily been like Sony buying Tomb Raider or Xbox. So I kind of like there's another third party out there that's willing to have these games, multi-platforms. Because uh, as much as I like the idea of Bethesda and uh, and uh, who else got bought Activision, Activision being bought by um, Xbox, um, I quite like there's someone else who's willing to spend money and uh, buy to have these games multi-platform. Because of the way things going, everything seems to be gobbled, being gobbled up by PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, a lot of people say Xbox got monopoly. I don't see that. Yeah, look at Embracer's <laughs> just got a hundred studios. Um and there's their developers with that Xbox have bought have that have taken like either like financial a financial beating or critical beating and then workplace beat like some workplace practices and in, in in Activision being questionable. So there's so Xbox have kind of like came over and just bought them out, maybe they're having a clear out. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So they always seem to look for well-known publishers or developers that are having a... There's rumours of Ubisoft, but I don't know how much that's true. And do they really need Ubisoft? I don't know. They kind of make samey games. I, I, if there was going to be an acquisition, I kind of want it to be either a Japanese studio or some... Um, diff, yeah, more, more probably more of the Japanese um, studios because I think that's what Xbox are lacking. But... Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's good. I mean, if Square Enix are willing to sell them off, then maybe they were making a loss or like maybe they want to focus more on their Japanese market. Yeah, I think it easier. came out just after the news broke. It came out that I think this was actually in Square Enix's financials that Crystal Dynamics runs at a very, very, very small profit. Like I think that it was, they were running at like less than 2%. Whereas like the wider business is fifteen percent or something, and then um, Idos Montreal was running at a small loss, so they've basically just offloaded them. Like because people are like, why the hell have they sold them for three hundred million? That's absurd money. Um, surely they could have like got 
into a bidding war with them. Like Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal are very talented studios. Uh, they made the Tomb Raider reboots and they made Deus Ex reboots and the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is genuinely really good. Um, so people were just like astounded at 300 million, but I think it's just, I don't think. Yeah. See, I think people were just very surprised at the cost of it because these are big studios. But I think it's just Square, just they probably don't see any chance for growth with them because they've always kind of scapegoated these studios. Like anytime they have a loss or they don't make the profits they expect, it's always the Western stuff that they kind of, I say scapegoat, but I guess they have the numbers um, and the studios just weren't running a profit. They're in expensive places as well, like Santa Monica, California and, and um, Montreal. So I guess they just wanted to offload them. They just think, right, they're your problem now, Embracer. You take care of them. But uh, my worry is that Embracer make like AA-level games. They don't make big, expensive stuff. They, they can't with how many studios they've got, I guess. The biggest thing they make is Borderlands and 2K foots the bill for that because they own that IP. So I'm worrying now. Like, I'm glad these are going to stay multi-platform, like you said, but I'm worrying they're not going to be as, like, big, expensive, shiny AAA games as we're used to from the likes of like the Tomb Raider reboots and Deus Ex reboots and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because they're not cheap games to make. So I'm a bit worried in that sense. But also remember that Crystal Dynamics are working on Perfect Dark with Microsoft. So I wonder what happens after that because obviously they'll finish this game. But if that's a big hit, what do Microsoft do if like... Embrace and decide they don't want to go back into a co-dev agreement. But I guess it remains to be seen. And this is going to tie into our main topic a bit, which we'll get to um, just run through the last couple of news bits. There's another Square Enix one, I guess, which kind of ties into this. Outriders, which they published, and I believe they own the IP of that. That was made by People Can Fly. It was meant to be the their kind of big play at the looter-shooter genre. Uh, came out last April, not not this April, April 2021, and it didn't turn a profit in all of 2021. Um, so People Can Fly made no money on it. I don't know if it's since made a profit. I haven't seen anything on that, but in eight months of 2021, they hadn't recouped, Square Enix hadn't recouped all the costs, so People Can Fly didn't make any money, which is a shame, but I thought it was a pretty bang average game, to be honest. It launched into Game Pass, which was probably a sign of Square Enix thinking it wasn't going to do very well. Did you play Outriders at all, Paul? I can't remember if you did or not. I'm not, I'm not into looter shooters. Never have been. It's It was very average. I didn't even finish the campaign. Um, it had some interesting ideas and some cool abilities, but that was about it, really. Mm. Storytelling was pretty bad. It was kind of janky feeling. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem to have found an audience, unfortunately. Yeah, it's... Um... It's a shame with, with our channel because me and you, we have our, our, our games that we like and there's genres we don't like. So that's why you don't see those sort of videos on our on our channel, like sort of like an Elden Ring, like Dark Souls sort of gameplay on our channel because I'm just not really into it. I mean, if we had like, if if, if, if we had to, we probably would play it if the, if the audience was there and if like, people go and play yeah. it, play it, we would. But at the moment, we don't have that. We don't have that sort of audience at the moment. We have sort of like a very small audience, and they they seem to like more of our 
vlog stuff then they, they do our gameplay but if there were there came a time when people go you got to play these sort of loot shooters which you you do play um you play um destiny and stuff like that but if it came to like we had to play certain genres of games just because we are getting a big gaming channel then we would do it but at the moment we, we don't need to do it so i don't no, know we don't need to and the videos would be bad because we don't enjoy those games yeah. so we'd just be sitting going this game sucks like yeah, hour. I mean, you want our authentic sort of reactions, and I think we would be faking it uh, to a degree. And maybe uh, I don't know. Some channels do it. I'm not going to say who, but there are probably are certain channels that do it, or maybe they have a big enough like sort of video make uh, car um, p- presenters that they everyone has their own sort of distinctive tastes. But uh, at the moment, just the two of us, we have quite similar sheet tastes, but. We don't like the certain games genres so yeah and last bit of news for this week also a game that we don't like and don't play <laughs> fortnite is available to play for free on um, xbox cloud gaming i always try to forget the actual full name of it i just always call it x cloud which is stupid why they didn't just call it that officially but yeah if you go to xbox.com forward slash play on a device that has a browser, I guess you can play Fortnite for free, like completely free. You don't have to have a, a Game Pass subscription or anything. Um, so that's kind of a big deal for people on iPhone because Fortnite got removed from the iOS store when uh, Apple and Epic started their um, lawsuit against one another. So now it's kind of back on iOS, entirely bypassing Apple. Um, so Apple not going to see any money from it. So that's kind of. It's like a bit of a spit in the eye. Good, good, good for them. Like big multi-billion trillion dollar billion dollar corporations are not. I don't, I don't give a shit about Apple's uh, cash flow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can't. Like I heard, like some of their their iPhones, you can't get a. There doesn't come with charger, so you have to buy a charger for your fucking phone. <laughs> uh, I think the there Nintendo was a... new 3DS ploy, eh? Yeah, and like, Don't get a like plug with it. I know, I, I know, um, Samsung's done this. I'm not happy, but there's no audio jack. So with iPhones, there hasn't been an audio jack for a while. So you have to buy their earbuds, and I don't think any other software works. It has to be an Apple product for it to work on an Apple phone. I think that's how it. Is. I'm not sure. I might be no wrong. Idea. I don't I know. I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never had an Apple phone. I'm using Apple Mac just for work. But that's about it. Other than that, I treat it with very much disdain, like a a, 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 a stepchild or something like that. <laughs> the redheaded stepchild. Yes, yeah, the one of the tech world. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, so if you're on iOS and you wanted to play Fortnite again, then there's there's your chance. Completely free to play. Mm. Um, obviously, it's streaming, so it's not like playing natively on your device. But hey. It's the only choice you've got if you're on iOS. Yeah, man. Saying saying that we don't play certain big games or certain genres, we did actually do videos on Fortnite. I mean, we played it like three or four times, and we were like, "Okay, that's that's done." On now. On, on the Switch as well, I think we did a, bit, a couple of videos on. That. I think yeah, I think we did one on the. I think we did one on the Switch and one on the Xbox One X. I think. I don't know why. Like, like both just. Same game. No, I don't know what we were expecting. <laughs> Maybe we just wanted to try it out on the um the Switch. Yeah, I think it was just a big deal that it launched on the Switch, so we were like, let's jump on the bandwagon. I don't uh, get it. I don't think the games are very good at all, man. Yeah, it's not that we don't we dislike the genre. 
Um, no, I play Apex we, Legends. Yeah, we, we play so. PUBG quite a lot. Mm. Paul plays a lot of Apex. I've played some Apex. So we've, we've, we're, it's not like we dislike Battle Royales. We just, we, that was the first time we played Fortnite. So we were like, oh, it's the big Battle Royale. Let's jump into it and give it a go. And just didn't really enjoy it. I don't get the building thing. That's yeah. just, oh, yeah, that's the end of the news anyway. So yeah. onwards and onwards, onwards and upwards to the, main topic of the show so coming in off the uh news portion i guess about embracer buying a few of square enix's western studios kind of led to some rumors that's the word <laughs> completely forgot the word but there were rumors a little while ago before this came out that um i think it was greg miller from kind of funny games was saying was kind of suggesting he'd heard about sony making a big acquisition and a few other sort of insiders backed it up and said they'd heard rumblings as well. And um, in the wake of the Embracer news coming out, Jeff Grubb on Twitter, who seems to have some pretty good sources, seems to know what he's talking about. He posted a tweet saying Square Enix looking kind of streamlined right now or something like that, suggest kind of suggesting that they were selling off undesirable parts of the business so that they could be acquired by someone else. And then when pressed, he admitted that he'd heard that Sony were looking into buying Square Enix. And um, and then he tied it back and said, this is the big acquisition that I had heard about recently or a few weeks ago, or however long it was. So I guess the question is, what do you reckon, Paul? Do you reckon Square Enix is going to get bought by Sony? Um, yeah, I mean, anything's possible, man. Could be. <laughs> you think surely anything's possible at anything, this point? Everything possible. and anything has been happening. I mean, yeah, they sold off like their uh, undesirable Western studios, uh, so maybe yeah, they're streamlined, so it'll be more affordable for Sony. Because let's not forget, it's the difference between billion-dollar company and multi-trillion-dollar company. Because to this day, like Microsoft are still in the top ten, top like, two, top two <laughs> biggest like profitable organization so they, they got absolute shit tons of money uh, and the only thing that's stopping them from buying more money is obviously like you can't have a monopoly and the government like government regulations and stuff which is a good thing that's brought in for for that very reason even though some companies still get away with having a monopoly on certain things um but yeah i i, I can i can see it happening it um sony and and square and and well, SquareSoft as they used to, used to be now have a good a good um good relationship. They've had a long relationship, um, especially in the PS1, PS2 era when there wasn't much competition for Sony. You just had Nintendo, and Nintendo have a good relationship with Square Enix. There's a lot of games on there that were are exclusive to, well, were exclusive or are exclusive to the PlayStation game um, platform. So I could see it. I mean, like these things. I think the the people get most affected are probably Nintendo, because like yeah, they develop their own games, but they rely on like other Japanese studios for for certain games. And having Square, if that is to be, if that was to be, it was to was to happen and make it exclusive, Nintendo will suffer from that, I think as well. Since Nintendo, do they have the money to make it? That's not their in their DNA. They tend to make develop games from within and yeah they do like 
um, make deals to have certain um, titles exclusive to PlayStation. Well, yeah, I kind of see like they're like everyone's everyone's forgotten about Nintendo like in this big <laughs> war. This is like Nintendo's doing their thing, living off like money from Pokemon and 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 Mario. How many? I mean, people complain about like 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 Xbox or even PlayStation to a certain degree releasing the same game or milking a like certain character. Nintendo been doing that for fucking years with Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, that guy's I mean, still around. He's still around, and they've had him do everything like Nintendo, <laughs> like, like tennis, fucking football. You know what I mean? Party <laughs> games. Party game. Oh, they those characters have just been placed in every sort of scenario you can think of, man. Like they had the Olympics, Nintendo Olympics with Mario in it and stuff like that. So Smash Brothers. Yeah, I mean, like they do it. So like, I don't see why people complain about if like xbox do milk a particular character like so like with gears where gears have got like gears tactics stuff like that mario did this and nintendo did the same thing with mario, with the mario franchise so no one really complains about that or if they do like there's not not very vocal but i think when like they did it with um, um gears there was a certain like people you know obviously like you get the fanboys from one side saying this about that and um yeah so but is it possible anything's possible man I mean, it kind of makes sense if to sell off certain non-profitable like i mean let's just face it like sony don't need to buy to buy like those studios with those ips like uh tomb raider because they got uncharted mm. they don't really need it so and like um, Deus Ex, don't really need that. They got for Horizon Zero, um, the Horizon series. Um, so, but what makes it more attractive once they sell that off and probably bring down the price is like having like get obviously like Final Fantasy and those sort of games on owned because I could see it happening. I mean, they've already timed exclusive the latest. Um, um final fantasy i mean you got final fantasy remakes it's still i don't know what's happening there like that's under timed exclusivity maybe they will once it comes out in part two that'll be timed again yeah it definitely so, will yeah. unless square own unless sony owned them by then yeah i mean like let's face it like i enjoy parts of final fantasy remake but but there is it, it, it was just taking the piss, man. It's that one part where you're just in Midgar for the whole game, padded it out with meaningless side quests, which you didn't really have to do anyway. So it, it yeah, they, 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 they really like people saying, "Oh, you can't really have it on two on one game." Yes, you can. You can have it on one disc, man. They, they know what they're doing. Come on, man. It's like with Attack on Titan. Come on, you know what? You could have it all in one season. Come there on. are extremely big games out there mm. um, that have done that have more content than Final Fantasy VII would have, kind of in comparison as like a modern title. Like The Witcher Three is huge. Elden Ring is huge. Um, Breath of the Wild is a very big game, albeit the story content isn't really anywhere near as much as a Final Fantasy game, but yeah, the world is huge. There's tons to do in it. There's, they could do it. They just wanted to make it 
into parts so they could sell it and resell it. And yeah, we we had a whole thing. We did a spoiler cast when we both finished Final Fantasy VII Remake and Paul was kind of mixed on it and I was pretty negative. Um, but yeah, it's been over two years now since that came out and it was, you look on the bloody box, like it's on the shelf there, I can't bother to grab it, but it says on the box, console exclusive till April 10th, 2021 or whatever. And it's been over two years now and it's still not on Xbox, so... Fundamentally, I don't care about that title because I think it's a bad game, but I it's it's just shit that it's still not on Xbox and nobody's... Not only has nobody said anything about it from, like, Square Enix, the media haven't bothered asking about it. Like, when we mentioned Rise of the Tomb Raider and that was a big deal, and literally every interview that anyone at the, in the fucking games media did on that game, the first question was, when's it coming to PlayStation? Where's that energy with Final Fantasy VII Remake on Xbox? Because we know that deal is up. Like They extended it for six months for the DLC integrate, and that DLC came out six months ago. So where's the game? Nobody cares. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not really that fussed about that. Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm mad that that's timed. But it also makes me question... What is kind of the benefit, I guess, of Sony buying Square Enix if they're money hatting all the titles anyway? <laughs> like they they're they're getting de facto exclusivity. Would it not just be cheaper for them to just keep doing that than just outright buying them? Because buying them would probably be it'd be in the billions. It'd probably be under ten billion, but it'd still be a lot of money. So yeah, I don't know. Where's where's the uh what's the value play, I guess? But you mentioned Nintendo as well. Obviously, they get a lot less smaller games like Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy and Bravely Default. Um, so, what happens to that stuff if Sony buys Square Enix? Because I don't, I can't imagine Sony being all that interested in that. Sony are pretty much just interested in the big blockbuster games at this point. Um, so, would all those smaller things that Nintendo tends to get just get killed? Who knows? But I guess the question is, say this did happen, because you and me have both said at this point we're not really interested in the PS5. Um, and, and again, for anyone that doesn't listen all the time, we have both owned all of Sony's home consoles up until the PS5. So it's not like we're just completely against PlayStation. But neither of us are really interested in the PS5 at the moment. Most of Sony's first-party stuff doesn't really do anything for me. I think Paul's probably in the same boat there. Um, but if they bought Square Enix, would that make you? Would that move the needle for you? Would that make you consider a PS5? Really, no. To be honest, um, I haven't played um, Final Fantasy. Was it 15? I got it. I got it on Xbox, but I'm still in the wrapper. I haven't played it. I just not really, I don't know, like Final Fantasy, I like the, the series. I'm not a massive, massive fan. I go to their, you know, their, um, their, concert, their orchestra, was it? The Distant Worlds. Distant Worlds. I've been to that twice. Is it? Twice so, or three yeah. times? Twice. Might three. It might be three. Actually. Two or three. I think three, yeah. Been there three times. Love it. Love all that. Love the music. I love all that. I love the stories in there. But, I'm not a massive, massive, like, I've got to play Final Fantasy when it comes out. Um, so I don't think it would make me get a PlayStation. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think like Square Enix are the studio they they once were ever since they had the merger. Um, I don't think they're the, that. I don't know. I I think the 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 best games are when they were SquareSoft. That that makes sense. I don't I think, think many people would argue that. To be yeah. honest, I mean the the the, the drop on in sort of on qualities sort of dropped off. I think the last one they released was Final Fantasy X before the merger. Am I correct? Yeah, I think that was roundabout when it all started happening. Yeah. And yeah, people like um, Twelve, and maybe that was staff. I think that was probably still the transitional period. Thirteen, I, I, I fucking can't stand. It. I know <laughs> they're fans. I know you like it. Um, Fourteen, obviously, is the um, MMO. Fifteen. People liked it, but there was a lot of criticism for it. It's very it. unfinished. So there's not much. If they did, Sony did buy it, and people go, oh, "Fun fantasy." I'm like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I liked remake, but only because of the nostalgia for it, and everyone's been crying it for it for a while. And then we found out it was going to be in parts. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and I played it. I was like, yeah, there's some good parts. And then it was not. Re- and then they start. Do what they do like in movies now when it's an alternative timeline and all that shit. I'm just like, so it's not a remake, it's just it's like a uh, just a new story now. Just why can't you just say that when you know the endless shit come, starts coming into it? And I was like, oh god, this is gonna it's gonna it's not a remake. It's not I wouldn't mind if they just made a remake and just had that, but now it's just like, oh, you've got the originals to play for. I was like, well, we wanted the remake, not like a, so you know what I we mean. Want, we wanted the original, just really it, nice looking like no yeah and it did, did start off that that way and then it got like <laughs> not like a few hours in you're just like what is going on oh he's meeting Sephiroth. that didn't happen until the second disc um what's going on and i was like okay this is it's it's a alternative time bending timey wimey shenanigans multi and uh i don't want to i'm going to say spoilers for it like there's certain characters are, are alive Certain characters are what affected the game and drove the story are apparently alive. So I'm like that big moment where Eris dies. That's probably going to be retconned and all like that's not going to happen this time. Tifa dies. Yeah, it's going to something's going to happen. Who gives a fuck? And I'm just like, okay, so that bit that most one of the most moving parts of the game, gamers cried, um, is going to be like taken away and um, made maybe it's for the a new audience i don't know it's not made for like the um the people who originally played it back in 1997 but yeah it's just like wow square enix what other games do they have on the currently that they own that you'd be interested in if they was to happen well i'm still interested in mainline final fantasy um 10 is the last one of like the single player mainline ones that I genuinely loved. Like this on my arm is based on Final Fantasy 10. That's how much I love it. Um, obviously 11 was an MMO. MMO, I didn't play it. I played like an hour of it for our 25th anniversary series that we did back in 2017 and it was painful. Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably one of those games you just had to be there. 12, I've never been able to get into. I've I started it like four times and I just never made it more than halfway. I just can't get, can't get into that game. 
13, I think it's got some good stuff, uh, but it's extremely streamlined and narrow and half the cast are irritating. Boring. So, yeah. Boring. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally a march down a, it's literally a march down a corridor. What, 20 hours to get to the open area and people are like, oh, it gets good then. I'm like, it doesn't. Doesn't, does it? It's just, it's just the same thing, but in an open field, basically. Mm. Um, I like the, I like the battle system. I love the music and, um, I like a couple of the characters. Um, I think it's an okay game. I, th- I don't think it's a good Final Fantasy game, but I think it's an okay game. They had to release two sequels to rectify it. <laughs> to <laughs> to try and get their money back. Trying to, trying to like, like salvage that. Yeah. 13-2 is actually good. Lightning Returns, I, I never got more than about 10 hours into it. I just can't. Games that have like time limits can't do it I, just, I don't want to be rushed but um yeah 14 i love like again tattoo right, that's probably one of my favorite games of all time at this point um i wish that was on xbox because i play it on pc but it'd be nice to have it on my main console platform um 15 as i said it's very unfinished i haven't played it since they did the royal edition update so I don't know how much they fixed with that. Uh, I haven't played any of the DLC. They did like chapters for them, like a DLC chapter for each of the other party members. I haven't played any of those. Um, but the game as it came out was very unfinished. It felt very hacked together. Um, but there was, there is a lot to like in there. And it is a good looking game. Um, but it just felt like very rushed and unfinished. 16, though, is being made by a lot of the people that worked on 14 and especially on um, the Heaven's Ward expansion, which is amazing. And I really like the look of 16. And unfortunately, it's timed exclusive. So even well, without... Not be. Yeah, well, mm. but even without Sony um, buying Square Enix, if they're going to, I still wouldn't be able to play it day one. It's like six months until it hits PC, I think, and then a year after, a year until it can go to other platforms. But given how Final Fantasy VII Remake has gone, like it's still exclusive, even though it was only exclusive for a year, and it's been two years. Who the hell knows? Even if even if Sony don't buy Square Enix, is it ever going to come to Xbox? Um, yeah, I mean, I I like the look of the Final Fantasy sixteen. They've gone back to the sort of swords and shields and medieval look, which I personally quite prefer. So I like I like um fantasy over sci fi more in terms of like the world and law and stuff um so that looks interesting i mean hopefully it's there's no steampunk elements to it which they tend to fuse the two together hopefully it's just just pure like old school final fantasy with you know the wizards and (laughs) and black mages and white mages and all that shit um which i'm 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 more than happy for because I, i prefer that sort of game and setting than i do sort of sci-fi settings um even though i d- when it comes to movies i i do like sci-fi it's just a preference like i i prefer the the lore of fantasy than i do of sci-fi it just makes it a bit more interesting but um yeah i mean like like i said man like what what other is there any other titles that square enix own at the moment that you'll be interested in if it did move to playstation be owned by Sony. 
I think in terms of their big stuff, it probably is only Final Fantasy, honestly. Like Dragon Quest, they've announced Dragon Quest Twelve, but I never really got into Dragon Quest. Played a handful of hours of Dragon Quest Eight and Dragon Quest Eleven, and yeah, they're fine, but I'm I, I not like that Dragon fussed. Quest. I like Dragon but, Quest, but again, that's another one that Nintendo would lose if Sony, um, if Sony were to buy. Square Enix because those those do big numbers on Nintendo platforms. They're really good for like Nintendo they remade. Platform. Yeah, they remade a bunch for the 3DS, the old ones, mm. and then like obviously Eleven is on Switch. Got the definitive edition on Switch, uh, which also if, later came to Xbox. I wonder if they like if Sony did buy Square Enix, would they do like a Chrono Trigger sort of remake or sequel or something like that? That's owned by Square Enix, isn't it? That IP. Mm. I wonder if they would that. Uh, I mean, people would lose their shit. Even people who weren't around when that game was released and probably don't really know about it would probably lose their shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what, I mean, oh, Jesus, how could I forget this? I completely forgot what the one that would kill me. Final Fantasy would be, well, Final Fantasy and Nier together. But if they're going to do any more Nier games, um, yeah, it, it, it would make me cry if they weren't, if they were going to be locked to PlayStation. Mm. Um, so as, as things stand at the moment, obviously I, I can't really get that excited about Final Fantasy 16 because I don't have a platform to play it on. Um, I, I can't even play it day one on PC. I have to wait six months. And it does that doesn't make me want to, like we've said this before when we discussed the KOTOR remake, Timed exclusive deals don't make me want to buy the platform that it's timed exclusive to. It just makes me pissed off and not and just want to tell everyone to get lost instead. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the only thing I'd be interested in on PS5 at the moment is Final Fantasy 16, and I, I'm not going to buy a whole new 500 pound console, especially one that's very hard to find still, just to play what is ostensibly a third party game. Um, so I'm stuck waiting six months to play it anyway, unless Sony do buy Square Enix and then lock it down completely. Uh, in which case, I would have to begrudgingly buy a PS5 or see if I could borrow one from someone for a month or something. Um, but yeah, I guess if if Square Enix were bought by Sony, I probably would end up buying a PS5 at some point because I um, I wouldn't want to miss out on Nier and Final Fantasy. But hopefully like sony we talked about this in the recent podcast sony are moving more towards pc now um so i guess another question is if they did buy square enix do you think they'd continue to push towards pc or do you think they'd go actually do you know what we've got all these big ips now we've got all our own ips we've got final fantasy we're just gonna go back to only being on console and drive people towards oh, our I own think, ecosystem I, no i think they're missing out on a big um big uh chunk of i think a lot more people playing pc now especially with game pass where uh, ultimate where you can play on either pc uh, or, or xbox which we do i think they're missing out on a lot there i think that's if they do buy square enix they want to add it to their to their up to their X playstation equivalent what's it called spartacus or whatever well, that's, that was the code name, code name but even though it's not I forget what they actually even called though, it. Even though it's not game part, game it's not a game pass. It's they're sort of like poor man's equivalent. 
I think they would want to pl- put it on PlayStation. They would have it on P- um, PC. I think they're moving. I think they're making their moves there, and I don't think they're going to go back and, and, and regress. I think they want to sort of tap into that market a bit more because mm-hmm. they've always been that. They're, you know, everyone's always going, "Well, you can't play it on PC, so you've got to have a PlayStation." That's what makes it good. But now PlayStation go, "Well, there's quite a lot of money to be made there." I mean, we're missing out, man. A certain, we're going to put the feelers out. We'll put a couple of titles out here. See how it goes. See how it goes. I mean, like the uh, the ports have haven't been great, but they're getting better at it. And I think they will. You will they will have them. They want to have a. They want to have a presence in, on PC. Like they're like looking at Xbox and going, "Fuck, they get all their games are on there. That's a big presence to have on there for our rivals." And even though if people are not playing it on the Xbox, they're still playing their games. It was just like we're missing out on a, a, a bit, uh, quite a lot there, and they're a bit buying all these publishers. You know what I mean? <laughs> they could have their own launcher. I, mean, I don't think they're going to rival Steam, but there'll be an option to do that. And PlayStation will probably go, yeah. I mean, we're missing out here a lot, chaps. And um, I mean, like Final Fantasy remakes on place on um, on on PC uh, only on Epic until. Well, I think that deal runs out next month, so that'll probably come to Steam next Steam. month. I mean, yeah. it, it could be, it could be done. I mean, I don't see what I don't see why they would sort of take uh, put dip their toes in there and then sort of pull out and go. Well, we're just going to keep everything on PlayStation. I think they they, they probably do want to sort of look into that market and buying Square Enix and putting it on on their uh, Spartacus and having it. Having to, you can play it on PC or uh, or PlayStation sort of makes quite a bit more sense, especially with Steam Deck out now. We can have it handhelds because they've given up on their on their handhelds. Vita's just died a sad, sad, painful death. Rip it's a shame. Uh, Vita, sorry, died a, a a sad death, which is a shame. I I have one. I I quite like it. It's <laughs> uh, great. I love the Vita. Like handhelds are just dead now because everyone can play it on the iPads or phones or or on their piece on their laptops like 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 what we got um i I kind of feel like they're they're gonna do they're gonna have it i mean like tomb raider was is is available on play on pc and and mac and play it there when they used to own that they sold that off so you know Oh, no, wait. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> PlayStation didn't own that. What am I talking about? That Square, Square Enix did. So yeah, yeah. They have they have their presence on play on 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 PS on 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 uh, PC. So I think they would probably still to make my point. Yeah, they 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 would probably want to have more games or more of their games on 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 PC. Yeah, I think yeah. what Microsoft realized a good half decade ago at this point and that Sony are just kind of starting to realize in the last year or two is that there is a lot of people on PC that are not going to buy your console but they will buy your games if you go to where they are so it's like you know people that mainly or entirely play on PC they don't want a console so they just can look at those games and go yeah I'd play them if I had access to them but I'm not going to buy another piece of hardware for it if you then take that game and go, okay, we'll put it on Steam or wherever you like to play your games, and people go, yeah, okay, I'll buy it now. Um, so I don't think really you're losing. I mean, there might be some. You might lose some people that go, 
what do I need this piece of shit console for anymore? Throw it in the trash and go buy a PC. I think that's a very small number of people that would do that. I think there's a lot, much bigger number of people that would otherwise wouldn't play your games that now will and now buy them. And I, I hope Sony go more in on PC because, like I say, most of their first-party stuff does nothing for me. Like, I couldn't care less about Uncharted. don't really care about God of War. I played the last one on PS4. I thought it was fine. Not particularly fussed about it. Don't care about Days Gone. Ghost of Tsushima doesn't really appeal to me. It just looks very, very Assassin's Creed. Um, most of their stuff, I don't care. Like, I'm glad I got to play The Last of Us games. Um, if there's another one, hopefully it comes to PC. But I'd like to play Horizon Forbidden West. I imagine that will come to PC at some point because the first one did. But I can wait, like, even if it's two years down the line. I'm, I'm in no rush. I don't need to play it immediately. So if they do buy Square Enix, um, then hopefully they'll continue along this path of pushing into PC and I can just play those games like Final Fantasy and Nier and whatnot on PC. Um, I'd prefer if they didn't buy them, but I'm sure there are plenty of PlayStation people that would much have preferred Microsoft to not buy Bethesda or not be trying to buy Activision. So... When someone gets acquired, there's always someone losing out. And um, it's just the way of the business, I guess. But hopefully with with both of what used to be called the HD twins back in the PS3, 360 and Wii days, both Sony and Microsoft are pushing onto PC, then I think you're probably okay if you can slap a PC together or find one pre-built somewhere. Because I think they're both going to be... I mean, Microsoft are already there. All their games are going to PC. Sony are pushing more into it. And I, I, I really hope Sony get to the point where their games are day and date on PC. Not necessarily for me, but just so people don't have to wait arbitrary amounts of time for no real reason or benefit. Um, Possibly. I, I, I don't think they will come out day one. Because I think it just costs more, more money to have simultaneously building a game for a console and then building it for a PC. I think they they will tend they won't do what Xbox do and have it both out. They one I think they'll have they'll have um certain games like they're big they're, what they're doing now they'll just wait and then bring it out like a year later or something like that mm-hmm. to see if it's profitable because it's all about the bottom line with with because they, they they got if their first party games they've got to be bangers. They can't afford to take it like a spend X amount of money on AAA title and have it not make a return or a profit. Mm. They got, it has to be a banger. So they like, well, days gone. That's why it's not getting a sequel because it didn't meet the expectations. Even though it sold pretty well, they, they put a lot of money into that. So they, they have to see a return. Mm. And if it's not a return, if they don't make a profit, they're not going to put a sequel out. But they did, they did release that on P, um, place. Um, PC just to see if they can make more money from it. Mm. But it with, with PlayStation, it's always got to be a bang because they're they're always like top of the line, state of the art, like visuals and and gameplay. You know? well, they did recently buy Nixis, who are known for being like a PC port specialist. So but obviously they can only do so much work. So I imagine mm. they're not. I imagine they're not currently porting all of Sony's first party stuff. 
mm-hmm. to PC because they just wouldn't have the bandwidth for that. But yeah, I mean, even if if even if their stuff comes like a year later, it's better than not coming at all. And as I've said, even if like Forbidden West comes two years after the PS5 release or PS4 and 5 release, that's fine by me. I can wait. I'm in no rush. I mean, there are I'm... very, very few games that I care about playing I mean... day one. I, I, I would like a, a Last of Us on 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 PC. Instead of making remasters and remakes, they're doing a remake of Last yeah. of Us, aren't they? Still don't get that, but Why? I kind of feel like that would maybe be a good avenue for a PC release of the first game. Yeah, I if mean, they're making a remake of it, slap it on PC too. I mean, like, like, come on, the game still looks great, even on the PS3 version. There's a PS3 mm. version. There's a PlayStation 4 version. There's a PS. Is there a PS5 version? I'm not sure. Uh, I think they. I think they updated Last of Us Two for PS5. I don't know if they did with the first one. Right. But I mean, I played the PS4 remaster just before the Last of Us Two came out to kind of refresh my memory, and it's still a really good-looking game. Don't really see why it needs a remake, but here we are. Mm. It just seems like a waste of time and money to me. But yeah, we are, man. There we are. The uh... Sony by Square Enix. For me personally, I'd be like, oh, okay. It's like certain people go, well, they bought, they bought, um, they bought Bethesda. I don't care. They, you know, it doesn't make. I don't lose. I don't lose anything. I don't really like their games, which is fair enough. With me, with Square Enix, if we lose Final Fantasy. I'm like, oh, it's a shame. But I haven't really been into Final Fantasy since ten. Really, like, really passionate about it. So it's not really a big deal for me. Uh, I know you, like you say, you're you're a big Final Fantasy fan, so that would be a big loss for you and losing near. But um, it would me, it's not really that much. I know if they do acquire them, the internet will like Twitter will explode like it's the best deal ever, and the console war is over, and that's the death kill of um, of my of xbox even though they have like literally like a ton of like rpg studios now <laughs> mad amounts where they don't have to rely now they don't have to rely on one rpg they've got like so many <laughs> people making rpgs for them so mm. yeah yeah like like i say there are there are only a few games that i absolutely must play day one most stuff i'm content to wait Halo is a day one game. Final Fantasy is a day one game. Nier is a day one game. So, like, if I lost access to two of those, that would be pretty upsetting. But, um, yeah, I mean, maybe if if Sony did own them, then there wouldn't be... Because, obviously, like, Square Enix will put pretty much all their stuff on PC anyway, other than stuff that is, like, made exclusively for, say, Nintendo, like Bravely Default 2. Um so maybe if Square Enix were owned by Sony, then they wouldn't actually delay the PC version, kind of paradoxically. Because we already know 16 is going to be on PC. It's six months delayed because of this stupid Sony deal. Maybe if Sony actually owned them, they wouldn't have felt the need to do that deal and it would have just come day and date. But who knows? All we can do is wait and see what happens, I guess. As you said, when we first started talking about this, anything can happen. that's been ably proved in the last year or two. Literally anything can and will happen. Microsoft buying publishers like came out and bought Bethesda, which just was a huge 
atom bomb dropped on the industry and then one up themselves by going after Activision. Sony have bought Bungie. Like, who would have seen that come in? And then Embracer buying Crystal Dynamics when people, like, a lot of people are like, Microsoft should buy Crystal Dynamics. They'd be, they're making Perfect Dark anyway and they need more third person action adventure games. And then Embracer buys them out of nowhere. So you can't predict this stuff, I guess. You can just kind of. Talk maybe, about what may, might happen. Who knows? Maybe Embracer bought them and then we'll sell them onto Xbox. Like I say, <laughs> they don't really make AAA games, man. That's not their thing. Mm. They don't really. I don't think they have the 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 the, the money, the facilities to produce a big like Tomb Raider game like the the last um, trilogy. I don't think they can do really do that. Yeah, I'm right. quite. I'm skeptical because yeah. they they. Most of the like a lot of their studios are like mobile studios, and a lot of the other ones are very small. And then most of them are like sort of AA level. Maybe um, they maybe they're making a, a a mobile game or two made on Milk. <laughs> yeah, have the entire Crystal Dynamics team making a mobile game. Yeah, could happen. But yeah, again, another thing that we we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. They've announced a new Tomb Raider, so we're just gonna have to wait and see what comes of it. But I think that is gonna do it for this week's episode of the podcast thank you all for listening and watching you. if you're on youtube looking at our beautiful faces yeah. and um you can find this on many many um podcast audio platforms which i'm sure paul will remind me of the, which ones we're on Amazon, right now. audible um google play google, google um podcasts basically everything apart from itunes everything apart from itunes because we hate apple apple music it's just a pain <laughs> in the ass to like set it up there because uh, with the other ones i can just sort of click post my post my link and they accept it with 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 uh, with apple i have to have an apple account then sign into that uh, it's just a, like a <laughs> massive ball ache i'm just like i don't really want an apple account so mm. I, don't, I don't really want to set one up so unfortunately you can't get it on on there but you can get it on other pl- um, pl- um, podcast platforms, the biggest one being Spotify. And also, again, if you want to see our faces, we're always putting these on YouTube. And uh, mm. you can always come back and check out our YouTube for gameplay stuff and our Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash game with chums, where Paul is frequently streaming games, playing Dragon Age. On the... A bit too much. <laughs> He's playing Not Dragon enough. Age Origins at the moment. So if you want to see some uh, D&D fun, jump on that. Um, I have actually got to pull my finger out and start recording stuff again because I haven't done anything since getting COVID two months ago. Yeah, since February, uh, last we uploaded a video. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need to get it's back May to doing now. some stuff. God but, damn it! Yeah. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on uh, Tumblr, on Instagram, all the good social platforms. Which... Facebook too, if anyone cares about Facebook anymore. Twitter. Yeah, said Twitter. Did you say Twitter? I did. Twitter said it again. Yeah. yeah, until two weeks from now, we'll see you on the next episode when uh, we'll be talking about another fantastic topic. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be. And good we'll one. see you then. Bye. Bye bye. Right, got a minute before this. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. they did this. Can't believe they've done this. Yeah, see it on the screen. One raining time. One minute. Five seconds. Alright. Um. Yeah, man, I'll probably see you next weekend for Liam's birthday. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting up there? Are you taking the train? Uh, I think so, yeah. I don't know if Dom's going to come up there with us. So he might drive mm. up there, but I don't know yet. So, right. yeah.
see what happens. But I'll probably more more than likely be a train. I don't think anyone else is coming from London. No. Like Dan or anything. I don't think he's mm. coming. All right, fair enough. I think he said he's got work the next day, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll see you there then. Chums podcast. I'm your host this week, Raw, joined as always by the bearded man himself. Wait a minute, we've both got beards and we're both wearing glasses. What's going on here, Paul? Oh, what's we're, up? We're just the same. We're, this, we're the same person, just yeah, in different in different windows. Yeah. But how are you, Paul? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, just chilling here, relaxing. Look extremely chilled. Yeah, I feel extremely chilled. Um, yeah, I'm good, man. What have you been? What have you been up to in the? Um, has it been two or three weeks since we last did this? I'm losing count of count of the flow of time at this point. Um, I think it's been two weeks. <laughs> about about that, yeah, two weeks. What have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? What have you been drinking? Um, uh, well, I've not been up to too much. I had COVID, so I haven't really been doing much recently. That's a good point. I didn't ask you how you were. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, I, I got tested positive COVID about a week ago. And um, yeah, it felt like a really bad cold. I think the thing that really annoyed me is probably the um, fatigue. Mm. It um, makes you very like just, I, be, I remember I bent down to pick something up and I was just like, that. I was like, wow, this is really just to pick something up from the floor really took it out of me. So yeah, that was something, and um, the con- continuous coughing is just uh, drives you crazy after a while because you just yeah. constant. It's just like something stuck in your throat or tickling your throat, and it was just constant coughing. Um, but then some of the side effects, some of the effects I had was, which I read is part of the Omicron, is like runny nose and high temperature, which I had. Um, so that was fun, but uh, yeah, I, um, I. I did another test and I'm negative now, but um, I went for a run yesterday and my God, that nearly killed me. It took me so long to catch my breath back. Um, and I, I kind of like, I just wanted to see if I can, how far I can run and then didn't run very far. And then I got home and I was just like this throughout the rest of the day, like, <gasps> like just trying to just catch my breath. I just felt like I couldn't catch my breath at all, um, which yeah, was a bit worrying. Give yourself a bit more time to recover because this this shit lingers. I'm, I'm still I'm still a little bit off now, and I had it what March. Mm. Yeah, I had it like two months ago, and yeah, my throat felt like I'd been gargling glass, and I was coughing so much, and I was so short of breath that there were times where if I stood up and and I had a coughing fit immediately after standing up, I nearly fucking blacked out. Yeah, yeah, it's not Just great. Lack man. of breath, it's not fun at all. Um, I mean, I avoided it for like two years mm. and I got it well, as soon as I went to a, I went to a gig um, at the electrical bar. And I think I must have picked it up there because mm. um, that was just like wall-to-wall people. And um, so I, I caught it there. Um, I, I sort of started feeling the effects like Sunday evening or Monday morning. 
And I kept thinking it was just through like, because we went out for your birthday for a couple of drinks. I thought it was just alcohol and um, the effects of like going to, going to, going to a gig and going in the mosh pit. But um, yeah, it just started to, I was just like, wow, this is really affecting my body. And um, mm. I took a test and it didn't appear. And I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm all right. Then I took another one a couple of, a day later, because I was like, this is, like two days later, I was like, this isn't right, man. I'm like, if it's a cold, I should easily be recovering. And it turned out it, I, I, um, I tested positive. And I was just like, and that that's the day when it really like hit me. I think the symptoms just caught up and it just like, knocked me for shit i was just like i can't i was just lying in bed i was like i'm really struggling to get out of bed i was like really struggling i had to like you know when you're so tired but you have to force yourself to like sort of make a really really big concerted effort to to get out of bed and when you do that it feels like you've used up so much energy yeah this is not right so yeah it's not it's not great but um yeah i feel i feel better now um i still feel that some of the effects like fatigue and uh um aching like body ache it's like when you do loads of weights you know what i mean and then like the day after you start you get like a numb sort of feeling around your muscles because your your body's like is rebuilding itself your muscles are rebuilding that's what it felt like i was like wow this feels like i did a major weight session so yeah just do cover coming from that and um what i've been it's not fun yeah i mean now that i've had it you know, I kind of don't want to get it again, but I've got a feeling it's going to happen. Uh, just because, like in in the, in the UK and England, we just sort of. Well, I think it's like the government's just like, well, fuck it, we just sure. let's just get on with it, and, and like, let's not talk about it anymore. Pandemic's over now, guys. Uh, go back to work. Go back yeah. to spending money. Uh, yeah, but then you know, our, our, our beloved Tory government have increased the cost of living. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah they, they go i'll go back to work but um we've increased the train fares we've increased the food we've increased heating electricity everything's gone up you know um to pay for, to you know for the two years that the, the the economy is slumped but you know they they increased our taxes and everything like that so basically everything's just gone up and again except people, for wages except for oh uh, yeah our wages haven't gone up they just stayed still and um it's the uh, it's the people the working people always suffer from like always have to bear the brunt. I mean, you, you could tax corporations and the the extreme don't, the, don't the work be silly, Paul. the the five percent sounds like communism, Paul. The ten percent of uh, oh, calling the police on you, the five percent of the of the country that's like billionaires, or it could tax them. But you know, the rich always make a big thing about like being taxed. So. Um, they like, oh, what do we have? We, uh, we're getting off topic, but they always go on about, you always hear it going in news and people like saying, oh, we shouldn't be taxed. Why do we have to be taxed more? Uh, but no. you've what, got literal billions. Billions and millions. And that's why they took that, take their money into offshore saving accounts or live abroad or tax havens and stuff like that. Brilliant. And lobby governments to make sure that there are loopholes in the law so they can avoid paying tax. Yeah, so then it's people like us who just suffer the most and people having to go to food banks and stuff like that now. So it's, well, it was a thing already, but now it's even more. So either pay, what are you going to pay for? Your heating or your food? It's just crazy like the way that the, how, how what's happening here. And mm-hmm. we've had the, uh, um, 
local elections here and the Tories take a, taken a battering, which I, I, I knew they would. Um, in my, in my, where I live, it's, Tories are not even an issue. It's always a two part, it's a two part, well, one party borough, which is Labour. Um, but I didn't vote Labour. I vote, I always vote Green because, um, in general elections, I vote Labour, but in local elections, I vote, I vote Green because, like, Labour is like selling off like land and stuff like that, uh, council land, even though they're supposed to be the party of the people and selling it off to like developers to kick out the to kick out people who are in, who are in like uh, council accommodations and stuff like that to bring in like uh, um, more money and stuff like that. just you know, you know what I mean? It's just like it's sort of like a gentrification sort of thing happening in a lot mm. of Lambeth boroughs. So yeah, but. Other than that, man, like apart from my political and uh, and, and and health, I haven't been doing too much. I, I streamed last night. I streamed some Dragon Age Origins. Been playing more of that, and I've forgotten. Like it's been like I literally I played it. I think last time I played it was two thousand and ten, twelve years ago, man. And I've got a, I had to whip out the 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 um, the walkthrough, which I have. Uh, <laughs> this is like I bought that when I bought the game. And um, I had to whip that out because I was like, "What the fuck?" I don't. Some some of the things I just don't know what I'm doing because it's not streamlined. There's a yeah. lot of things you can miss out. Let's be honest. You need a walkthrough if you if if that's like your kind of your introduction to sort of hardcore PC RPGs. Mm. You kind of need a walkthrough. Yeah, I mean, like it's not a simple game. You you notice it with more Bioware games that they more and more sort of simplified, very mainstream, very on rails. Uh, so. I had to whip out the 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 the, the um, walkthrough for certain things in the because uh, there's it's a lot of stuff you can just just miss. And like 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 games now, if you have got like a, a pl not plot critical but something to do with your party, if there's an item that you need, it sort of, it is part of their like uh, a mission. You can't like you can't miss it. Can't miss it. Yeah. But in this game, you can miss certain items that you can you can give to your party as as gifts. Which will increase their um, increase their affinity to you, or like part of their their part, kind of like their their sides their side um, side uh, side missions side stories. But you can miss it in this. So I had to go through this and go, okay, have I missed this? Have I missed that? But yeah, it's just it's old school PC sort of RPGs, man. I mean, like now these days we're very uh, hand handheld. That's mm. the right word. Like with modern rpgs even with get like i think like games like witcher 3 they have like branching and different stories if you miss if you miss something up you can if you do something wrong you can miss something or something like that but even then that's probably. still i've still, played it once so i can't remember <laughs> yeah still, probably it's still pretty still like in that it's sort still of a very streamlined game, streamlined though. game but like dragon age Origins compare that to two, it's completely different. But yeah, yeah but last last time I played Origins was just before Inquisition came out, and I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, I kind of forgot what kind of game this was. Mm. And what In was that? Twenty fifteen, I think Inquisition. Twenty fourteen, I think it came out, or fifteen, it could be somewhere but, around there. Yeah, that that sort of game is very much like open world, and you know, a lot of faff about in. Uh, 
I think everyone's getting kind of sick with open world games now as well, because it's a common complaint that you have an open world, but there's not much in there to do. It's a lot of fetch quests, a lot of like, uh, you know, those sort of things. Like, like I think like the, the fad of open world is probably going now. I don't know what the new fad is now. <laughs> there's got to be something new. Yeah. Um, I know like you've got like games like, um Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild sort of those sort of sort of games where you can just don't have to complete the story you can or don't you can just sort of do whatever you want in the world but um yeah I think open worlds are sort of a thing of the past but um yeah man so that's what I've been doing but what have you been up to dude what have you been playing um what have I been playing I have been playing Doom Eternal finally um it's been on my backlog pretty much since it came out. And I remember reading some impressions about it online around the time it came out and some people were unhappy with it and felt it was nowhere near as good as Doom 2016 um, because you have to kind of like micromanage your resources a lot. And I remember a lot of people really didn't like that. So I kind of put it off for ages. And... Um, we're coming up towards the traditional E3 period. Obviously, there is no E3, but coming up to that period of the year, and there are rumours that id Software are going to announce their new game. So I thought I'd better catch up on on their latest release, and it's amazing. It's it's so good, like it's absurdly good, and um, the resource management stuff works for me. Like you have three ways to get sort of resources so if you if you use the glory kills which are in doom 2016 so like when you injure an enemy and it starts flashing then you click the right stick and you get like a finishing move basically and that gives you health um you use your chainsaw and that gives you ammo and then if you light people up with your flamethrower that gives you armor so you just kind of get into this like it's a very fast-paced game as well and you've got pretty good mobility you've got like double jumps and dashes and everything um, so you're just constantly like dancing around the stage, looking for fodder enemies to use to farm for resources to take out the bigger enemies, and it's just it's just really good. Um, the combat is fantastic. The movement's really good. It's fast paced. The music, obviously, music was a big point in Doom 2016. It's amazing in Eternal as well, which comes together really well. And there's a lot more variety as well because Doom 2016, you just had Mars. And like human facilities on Mars and hell and that was it and in this you go to like three different planets as well as hell and Mars and some of it looks like it belongs in like Warcraft or something it's proper like high fantasy stuff which kind of took me by surprise um it's just it looks really good it's got ray tracing now on series x which is very impressive um runs it pretty much locked 60 fps despite everything that's going on it's just that that development team are absolute wizards and i'm very very excited to see what they come out with next the rumors are they're doing a quake game but i don't know how true that is but um yeah this is a very very good game i was playing it the other night and it just everything clicked and i was like i think this might be one of the best games i've ever played it's just stupidly good so i'm excited to see what id software come up with next um, as for other stuff I've been playing, I've kind of been dabbling in a few things because of one thing I did receive in the last two weeks, which is just lean off camera for a second. This 
got my Steam Deck um, <laughs> eventually. Look at it, it's a big, big damn thing. It's like bigger than my head. And I don't have a small head. But yeah, got that. So I've just been just installing some games and seeing how they run. I installed Wolfenstein Youngblood because I really like the reboot Wolfenstein games, but I've never finished Youngblood, so I thought I'd play it on that, and it runs ridiculously well on that. Um, so I've just been playing a bit of that and getting some emulators up and running, trying to get like um, just some old retro games playing on it. But I need to get a micro SD card for that. So I've got a bit more space because I've got the 256 gig one. Yeah, I'm very impressed with it. Very happy with it after it eventually turned up because um, Parcel Force told me it was out for delivery on a Wednesday, Wednesday morning, and then it never turned up. And then Wednesday evening, they told me it had been returned to the depot. Then it was out again on Thursday morning for delivery. Then it got returned to the depot again. So at that point, I was like, well, this driver's stolen my Steam Deck. And I was very, very angry. But then it turned up on Friday afternoon. So at least it finally turned up. So that's what I've been playing, what I've been watching. I've been trying to watch Rising the Shield Hero Season 2 because I really liked Season 1, and Season 2 so far is very bad. It's just very, very boring. And um, I don't know, Season 1 ended on this huge cliffhanger and they've just kind of ignored it and just gone on some completely different arc that I don't think anyone cares about. And it's just not very good. So I started watching Fruits Basket instead because that's been on my watch list for ages. And I'm all about that right now. And um, kind of slice of life anime with some supernatural elements. Very much enjoying it. Other than that, yeah, just messing around with my Steam Deck, really, mainly. Trying to see how games run, see if I can get emulators working. But it's about what I've been up to. So I think we'll move on to the news section. Because some stuff actually happened over the last two weeks, which seems to be a bit of a rarity in this kind of pre-traditional E3 period. I keep having to say traditional E3 period because now there is no E3 anymore. <laughs> that sucks. I still think that sucks. But anyway, I guess the big one, Paul, was Embracer. Continue to embrace studios. Um, I think this one came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone saw this one come in, but they've... Per- They've purchased Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix. Plus all their, well, most of their IPs, the big ones anyway, like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and a bunch of other things. For $300 million, which seems like peanuts. I just, I'm surprised. Like Sony bought Insomniac before all these big, like publisher acquisitions that Microsoft's been doing and they paid 229 million for them and they had almost no IP and now Embracer have bought three studios plus at the very least one very big IP in Tomb, Tomb Raider for only 300 million dollars that's crazy I don't know if you remember this Paul but Microsoft made a timed exclusive deal for Rise of the Tomb Raider so if you remember that it was, it was kind of a small little thing People didn't really talk about it very much. Apparently that cost $100 million. And now that studio, that IP, plus two more studios and God knows how many other IP have been bought for three times that. That's just insane. 
But what are your thoughts on that, Paul? Because Embracer have over a hundred studios now. Most of them are very small, but they do have some big ones like Gearbox and Saber Interactive. Uh, These are probably going to be their biggest ones. Yeah. Um, it came out of nowhere that one. Um, it's surprising to be honest with you. Uh, these are some big IPs that they've 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 acquired. Um, Twitter, as always, was aflame with rumors and speculations, and people's thoughts. I kind of I I I don't know. I don't think like Square Enix really like valued their um lot of their western ips um if i'm gonna be fair i think they always sort of more focused heavily on the uh japanese sort of uh, ips that they 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 own um so maybe they just didn't want to deal with the western audiences anymore really <laughs> so they're just like oh, just sell them off um, um who bought them embracer Mm. To be honest, I didn't hear much of Embracer before, and I looked into them, and they're quite yeah, like they own a, a lot of studios. But I was like, who the who the hell are Embracer? Yeah, because they into... used to be called THQ Nordic. Oh, they, yeah. there you are. Yeah, they, they, it was Nordic Games who were like a Swedish, yeah, Swedish publisher, yeah. and then they bought out bought out the TI THQ stuff when THQ went bankrupt and renamed themselves THQ Nordic. Mm. And now they've renamed themselves Embracer. Yeah. It's which a... is a name that makes sense, I guess, seeing as they've been buying up everything. Um, I kind of like, I don't know. I, I like the idea. I like that. It's just um, with the uh, how this generation is going, where everyone seemed to be buying it, Sony buying studios and Xbox buying publishers, I kind of like another sort of person buying uh, IP. Because this could have easily been like Sony buying... Tomb Raider or Xbox. So I kind of like there's another third party out there that's willing to have these games multi-platforms. Because uh, as much as I like the idea of Bethesda and uh, and uh, who else got bought? Activision. Activision being bought by um, Xbox. Um, I kind of like there's someone else who's willing to spend money and uh, buy to have these games multi-platform because of the way things going, everything seems to be gobbly, being gobbled up by PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, a lot of people say Xbox got monopoly. I don't see that. You know, look at <laughs> Brace's guy just got a hundred studios. Um, and there's there developers with that Xbox support have that have taken like either like financial a financial being or critical being and then workplace beat like some workplace practices and in, in in activision being questionable so there's so xbox have kind of like came over and just bought them out maybe they're having a clear out let's hope so let's hope so so they always seem to look for well-known publishers or developers that are having a there's rumors of ubisoft but i don't know how much that's true and did they really need Ubisoft? I don't know. They kind of make samey games. I, I, if there was going to be an acquisition, I kind of want it to be either a Japanese studio or some. Um, diff, yeah, more, more probably more of the Japanese um, studios because I think that's what Xbox are lacking. But mm. um, yeah, I think it's a, it's good. I mean, if Square Enix are willing to sell them off, then maybe 
they were making a loss or like maybe they want to focus more on their Japanese market. Yeah, I think it easier. came out just after the news broke. It came out that I think this was actually in Square Enix's financials that Crystal Dynamics runs at a very, very, very small profit. Like I think that it was they were running at like less than two percent, whereas like the wider business is fifteen percent or something. And then um, Idos Montreal was running at a small loss, so they've basically just offloaded them. Like because people are like, why the hell have they sold them for three hundred million? That's absurd money. Um, surely they could have like got into a bidding war with them. Like Crystal Dynamics and Idos Montreal are very talented studios. Like, they made the Tomb Raider reboots and they made. Deus Ex reboots and the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is genuinely really good. Um, so people were just like astounded at three hundred million, but I think it's just I don't yeah. see. So yeah, I think people were just very surprised at the cost of it because these are big studios. But I think it's just Square. Just they probably don't see any chance for growth with them because they've always kind of scapegoated these studios. Like anytime they have a loss or they don't make the profits they expect, it's always the Western stuff that they kind of, I say scapegoat, but I guess they have the numbers um, and the studios just weren't running a profit. They're in expensive places as well, like Santa Monica, California and and um, Montreal. So I guess they just wanted to offload them. They just think, right, they're your problem now, Embracer. You take care of them. But uh, my worry is that Embracer make like AA level games. They don't make big expensive stuff. They, they can't with how many studios they've got, I guess. The biggest thing they make is Borderlands and 2K foots the bill for that because they own that IP. So I'm worrying now. Like, I'm glad these are going to stay multi-platform, like you said, but I'm worrying they're not going to be as like big, expensive, shiny AAA games as we're used to. From the likes of like the Tomb Raider reboots and Deus Ex reboots and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because they're not cheap games to make. So I'm a bit worried in that sense, but... Also, remember that Crystal Dynamics are working on Perfect Dark with Microsoft, so I wonder what happens after that, because obviously they'll finish this game, but if that's a big hit, what do Microsoft do if like, Embracer decide they don't want to go back into a co-dev agreement? But I guess it remains to be seen, and this is going to tie into our main topic a bit, which we'll get to um, just run through the last couple of news bits. Another Square Enix one, I guess, which kind of ties into this. Outriders, which they published, and I believe they own the IP of that. That was made by People Can Fly. It was meant to be the their kind of big play at the looter shooter genre. Uh, came out last April, not not this April, April 2021, and it didn't turn a profit in all of 2021. Um, so People Can Fly made no money on it. I don't know if it's since made a profit. I haven't seen anything on that, but in eight months of 2021 they hadn't recouped square enix hadn't recouped all the costs so people can fly didn't make any money which is a shame but i thought it's a pretty bang average game to be honest it launched into game pass which was probably a sign of square enix thinking it wasn't going to do very well did you play outriders at all poor i can't remember if you did or not i'm not, I'm not into looter shooter never have been it's it was very average i didn't even finish the campaign um it had some interesting ideas and some cool abilities but that was about it really storytelling was pretty bad it was kind of janky feeling um but yeah, it doesn't seem to have found an audience unfortunately yeah it's a, um it's a shame with, with our channel because me and you 
we have our, our, our games that we like and there's genres we don't like. So that's why you don't see low sort of videos on our on our channel, like sort of like an Elden Ring, like Dark Souls sort of gameplay on our channel because I'm just not really into it. I mean, if we had like, if, if between if if we had to, we probably would play it if the, if the audience was there and if like, people go and play yeah. it, play it, we would. But at the moment, we don't have that. We don't have that sort of audience at the moment. We have sort of like a kind of very small audience, and they they seem to like more of our vlog stuff than they, they do our gameplay. But if there were did came a time when people go, you got to play these sort of loot shooters, which you you do play. Um, you play um, Destiny and stuff like that. But if it came to like we have to play certain genres of games just because we are a big gaming channel, then we would do it. But at the moment, we we don't need to do it. So I don't no, know. we don't need to, and the videos would be bad because we don't enjoy those games. Yeah. So we'd just be sitting there going, this game sucks. Like an yeah, hour. I mean, you want our authentic sort of reactions, and I think we would be faking it uh, to a degree. And maybe, uh, I don't know, some channels do it. I'm not going to say who, but there are probably are certain channels that do it. Or maybe they have a big enough like sort of video make, uh, car, um presenters that they everyone has their own sort of distinctive tastes but uh, at the moment just the two of us we have quite similar sheet taste but we don't like the certain games genres so yeah and last bit of news for this week also a game that we don't like and don't play <laughs> Fortnite is available to play for free on um, xbox cloud gaming I always try to forget the actual full name of it. I just always call it xCloud, which is stupid why they didn't just call it that officially. But yeah, if you go to xbox.com forward slash play on a device that has a browser, I guess, you can play Fortnite for free, like completely free. You don't have to have a, a Game Pass subscription or anything. Um, so that's kind of a big deal for people on iPhone because Fortnite got removed from the iOS store when uh, Apple and Epic started their um lawsuit against one another so now it's kind of back on ios entirely bypassing apple um so apple not going to see any money from it so that's kind of well, that's <laughs> like a bit of a spit in the eye good good, good for them like big multi-billion trillion dollar comp billion dollar corporations are not what oh, yeah, i don't i don't give a shit about apple's uh, um, cash flow yeah yeah i mean like you can't like I heard like some of their, their iPhones, you can't get a charge. There doesn't come with a charger. So you have to buy a charger for your fucking phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the there Nintendo was a new 3DS ploy. Eh? Yeah. And like, like plug with it. I know, I, I know um, Samsung done this. I'm not happy, but there's no audio jack. So with iPhones, there hasn't been an audio jack for a while. So you have to buy their AirPods. And I don't think any other software works. It has to be an Apple product for it to work on an Apple phone. I think that's how it. Is. I'm not sure. I might no be wrong. Idea. I don't know. I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never had an Apple phone. I use an Apple Mac just for work, but that's about it. Other than that, I treat it with very much disdain, like a a, 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 a stepchild or something like that. <laughs> the redheaded stepchild. Yes, yeah, the one of the tech world. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. So if you're on iOS and you wanted to play Fortnite again, then there's there's your chance. Completely free to play. Mm. Um, obviously it's streaming so it's not like playing natively on your device but hey it's the only choice you've got if you're on ios yeah man saying saying that we don't play certain big games or certain genres we did actually do videos on fortnite 
I mean, we played it like three or four times, and we were like, "Okay, that's that's done." On, now. on on the Switch as well, I think we did a bit, a couple of videos on. The... I think yeah, I think we did one on the. I think we did one on the Switch and one on the Xbox One X. I think. I don't know why. Like, like both the same game. No, I don't know what we were expecting. <laughs> Maybe we just <laughs> wanted to try it out on the um the Switch. Yeah, I think it was just a big deal that it launched on the Switch, so we were like, let's jump on the bandwagon. I uh, don't get it. I don't. It's... Think the games are very good at all, man. Yeah, it's not that we don't we dislike the genre. Um, no, I play Apex we, Legends. Yeah, we we played yeah. PUBG quite a lot. Mm. Paul plays a lot of Apex. I played some Apex. So we we we. It's not like we dislike battle royales. We just we that was the first time we played Fortnite. So we were like, oh, it's the big battle royale. Let's jump into it and give it a go. And just didn't really enjoy it. I don't get the building thing. That's yeah. just. Oh, yeah, that's the end of the news anyway. So. Yeah. Onwards and onwards, onwards and upwards to the main topic of the show. So, coming in off the uh, news portion, I guess, about Embracer buying a few of Square Enix's Western studios, kind of led to some rumours. That's the word. <laughs> completely forgot the word. But there were rumours a little while ago before this came out that um, I think it was Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games was saying was kind of suggesting he'd heard about Sony making a big acquisition and a few other sort of insiders backed it up and said they'd heard rumblings as well. And um, in the wake of the Embracer news coming out, Jeff Grubb on Twitter, who seems to have some pretty good sources, seems to know what he's talking about. He posted a tweet saying Square Enix looking kind of streamlined right now or something like that, Suggest kind of suggesting that they were selling off undesirable parts of the business so they could be acquired by someone else and then when pressed he admitted that he'd heard that sony were looking into buying square enix and um and then he tied it back and said this is the big acquisition that i had heard about recently or a few weeks ago or however long it was so i guess the question is what do you reckon paul do you reckon square enix is going to get bought by sony um yeah, I mean anything's possible, man. It could be. You <laughs> think surely anything's possible at Anything, this point? Anything. Everything possible. and anything has been happening. I mean, yeah, they sold off like their uh, undesirable Western studios, uh, so maybe yeah, they're streamlined, so it'll be more affordable for Sony. Because let's not forget the difference between billion-dollar company and multi-trillion-dollar company. Because to this day, like Microsoft are still in the top ten. Top like, two, top two <laughs> biggest like profitable organizations. So they, they got absolute shit tons of money. Uh, and the only thing that's stopping them from buying more money is obviously like you can't have a monopoly and the government like government regulations and stuff, which is a good thing that's brought in for for that very reason. Even though some companies still get away with having a monopoly on certain things, um, but yeah, I, I I can I can see it happening. It um Sony and and Square and and well SquareSoft as they used to, used to be now have a good a good um good relationship. They've had a long relationship, um, especially in the PS one PS two era when there wasn't much competition for Sony. You just had Nintendo, and Nintendo have a good relationship with Square Enix. There's a lot of games on there that were are exclusive to. Well, were exclusive or are exclusive to the PlayStation game um, platform, so I could see it. I mean, like 
these things, I think the, the people get most affected are probably Nintendo because, like, yeah, they develop their own games, but they rely on like other Japanese studios for for certain games. And having Square, if that is to be, if that was to be, it was to was to happen and make it exclusive, Nintendo will suffer from that, I think, as well. Since Nintendo, do they have the money to make it? That's not there in their DNA. They tend to make develop games from within and yeah they do like um make deals to have certain um titles exclusive to playstation well yeah i kind of see like they're like everyone's everyone's forgotten about nintendo like in this big <laughs> war there's just like nintendo's doing their thing living off like money from pokemon and 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 mario how many i mean people complain about like like in like Xbox or even PlayStation to a certain degree releasing the same game or milking a, like a certain character. Nintendo have been doing that for fucking years with Super Mario. Yeah, yeah that guy's I mean, still around. He's still around and they've had him do everything like Nintendo, <laughs> like, like tennis, fucking football. You know what I mean? Party <laughs> games. Party party. Oh, oh they, those characters have just been place in every sort of scenario you can think of man like they had the olympics nintendo olympics with mario in it and stuff like that so smash brothers yeah i mean like they do it so like i don't see why people complain about if like xbox do milk a particular character like so like with gears where gears have got like gears tactics stuff like that mario did this and nintendo did the same thing with mario with the mario franchise so no one really complains about that or if they do, like, there's not not very vocal. But I think when like they did it with um, Gears, there was a certain like people, you know, obviously like you get the fanboys from one side saying this about that, and um, yeah. So, but is it possible? Anything's possible, man. I mean, it kind of makes sense if to sell off certain non-profitable. Like, I mean, let's just face it. Like, Sony don't need to buy. To buy like those studios with those IPs like uh, Tomb Raider because they got Uncharted, mm. they don't really need it. So, and like um, Deus Ex, don't really need that. They got for Horizon Zero, um, the Horizon series. Um, so, but what makes it more attractive once they sell that off and probably bring down the price is like having like get obviously like Final Fantasy and those sort of games on owned because i could see it happening i mean they've already timed exclusive the latest um um final fantasy i mean you got final fantasy remakes it's still i don't know what's happening there like that's under timed exclusivity maybe they will once it comes out in part two that'll be timed again yeah it definitely so, will yeah. unless square it own unless sony owned them by then yeah i mean like let's face it like i enjoy parts of final fantasy remake but but there is it, it was just taking the piss man it's that <laughs> one part where you're just in midgar for the whole game padded it out with meaningless side quests which you didn't really have to do anyway so it is yeah they 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 they, they really like people saying oh can't really have it on two on one game. Yes, you can. You can have it on one disc, man. They they know what they're doing. Come on, man. 
It's like with Attack on Titan. Come on. You know what? You could have it all in one season. Come there on. are extremely big games out there mm-hmm. um, that have done, that have more content than Final Fantasy VII would have, kind of in comparison as like a modern title. Like The Witcher 3 is huge, Elden Ring is huge, um, Breath of the Wild is a very big game, albeit the story content isn't really anywhere near as much as a Final Fantasy game. But, but yeah, the world is huge, there's tons to do in it. There's they could do it. They just wanted to make it into parts so they could sell it and resell it. And yeah, we we had a whole thing. We did a spoiler cast when we both finished Final Fantasy VII Remake and Paul was kind of mixed on it and I was pretty negative. Um, but yeah, it's been over two years now since that came out. And it was, you look on the bloody box, like it's on the shelf there. I can't bother to grab it, but it says on the box, console exclusive till April 10th, 2021 or whatever. And it's been over two years now and it's still not on Xbox. So fundamentally, I don't care about that title because I think it's a bad game, but I, it's, it's just shit that it's still not on Xbox and nobody's, not only has nobody said anything about it from like Square Enix, the media haven't bothered asking about it. Like when we mentioned Rise of the Tomb Raider and that was a big deal. And literally every interview that anyone at the, in the fucking games media did on that game the first question was when's it coming to playstation where's that energy with final fantasy 7 remake on xbox because we know that deal is up like they extended it for six months for the dlc integrate and that dlc came out six months ago so where's the game nobody cares um but yeah i i'm not really that fussed about that final fantasy 16 i'm mad that that's timed but it also makes me question what is kind of the benefit, I guess, of Sony buying Square Enix if they're money hatting all the titles anyway? <laughs> like they they're they're getting de facto exclusivity. Would it not just be cheaper for them to just keep doing that than just outright buying them? Because buying them would probably be it'd be in the billions. It'd probably be under ten billion, but it'd still be a lot of money. So yeah, I don't know. Where's where's the uh what's the value play, I guess? But you mentioned Nintendo as well. Obviously, they get a lot of their smaller games like Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy and Bravely Default. Um, so what happens to that stuff if Sony buys Square Enix? Because I don't, I can't imagine Sony being all that interested in that. Sony are pretty much just interested in the big blockbuster games at this point. Um, so would all those smaller things that Nintendo tends to get just get killed? Who knows? But I guess the question is, say this did happen, because you and me have both said at this point we're not really interested in the PS5. Um, and, and again, for anyone that doesn't listen all the time, we have both owned all of Sony's home consoles up until the PS5. So it's not like we're just completely against PlayStation. But neither of us are really interested in the PS5 at the moment. Most of Sony's first-party stuff doesn't really do anything for me. I think Paul's probably in the same boat there. Um, but if they bought Square Enix, would that make you? Would that move the needle for you? Would that make you consider a PS5? Really, no. To be honest, um, I haven't played um, Final Fantasy. Was it 15? I got it. I got it on Xbox, but I'm still in the wrap. I haven't played it. I just not really, I don't know, like Final Fantasy, 
I like the the series. I'm not a massive massive fan. I go to their you know their um their con their orchestra was it the distant world distant world. I've been to that twice. Is it I twice so, or three yeah. times? Twice. Might it might be three. Actually. Two or three. I think three. Yeah, been there three times. Love it. Love all that. Love the music. I love all that. I love the stories in there. But I'm not a massive massive like I got to play. Final Fantasy when it comes out. Um, so I don't think it would make me get a PlayStation. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think like Square Enix are the studio they, they once were ever since they had the merger. Um, I don't think they're the, that. I don't know. I, I think they're the, the best games are when they were Square Soft. That, that makes sense. I don't I think, think many people would argue that, to be yeah. honest. I mean, they're, 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 they're dropping in sort of qualities, sort of dropped off. I think the last one they released was Final Fantasy X before the merger. Am I correct? Wouldn't, yeah, I think that was roundabout when it all started happening. Yeah. And, yeah, people like um, 12. And maybe that was, that, I think that was probably still the transitional period. 13, I, I, I fucking can't stand it. I know they're <laughs> fans. I know you like it. Um, 14, obviously, is the um, MMO. 15, people liked it, but there was a lot of criticism for it. It's very I, unfinished. So there's not much. If they did, Sony did buy it, and people go, oh, Final Fantasy, I'm like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I liked Remake, but only because of the nostalgia for it. And... Everyone's been crying it for it for a while, and then we found out it was going to be in parts. I was like, "Oh, oh!" <laughs> and I played it. I was like, "Yeah, there's some good parts." And then the, it was not. And then they start f- do what they do like in movies now, when it's an alternative timeline and all that shit. I'm just like, so it's not a remake. It's just it's like a uh, just a new story now. Just why can't you just say that when you know the endless shit come, starts coming into it? And I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna. It's gonna. It's not a remake. It's not." A, I wouldn't mind if they just made a remake and just had that. But now it's just like, oh, you've got the originals to play for. I was like, well, we wanted the remake. not a, like a, So, you know what we I mean? Want, we wanted the original, just really and, nice looking. Like, no, yeah, and it did, did start off that, that way. And then it got like, <laughs> not like a few hours in, you're just like, what is going on? Oh, he's meeting Sephiroth. That didn't happen until the second disc. Um, what's going on? And I was like, okay, this is it's a, it's a alternative time bending, timey wimey shenanigans, multi. And uh, I don't want to. I'm going to say spoilers for it. Like, there's certain characters are, are alive. Certain characters are what affected the game and drove the story are apparently alive. So I'm like that big moment where Eris dies. That's probably going to be retconned and all like a. That's not going to happen. This time Tifa dies. Yeah, it's going to, something's going to happen. Who gives a fuck? And I'm just like, okay, so that bit, that most, one of the most moving parts of the game, gamers cried, um, is going to be like taken away. And um, maybe it's for the, a new audience. I don't know. It's not made for like the, um, the people who originally played it back in 1997. But yeah, it's just like, wow. Square Enix, what other games do they have on the currently that they own that you'd be interested in if they was to happen? Well, I'm still interested in mainline Final Fantasy. Um, 10 is the last one 
of like the single player mainline ones that I genuinely loved. Like this on my arm is based on Final Fantasy X. That's how much I love it. Um, obviously, eleven was an MMO. MMO. I didn't play it. I played an, like an hour of it for our twenty fifth anniversary series that we did back in twenty seventeen, and it was painful. Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably one of those games you just had to be there. Twelve, I've never been able to get into. I've I started it like four times, and I just never made it more than halfway. I just can't get can't get into that game. Thirteen, I think it's got some good stuff, uh, but it's extremely streamlined and narrow, and half the cast are irritating. Boring. So, yeah, boring. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally a march down a it's literally a march down a corridor. What, Twenty hours to get to the open area, and people are like, oh, it gets good then. I'm like, it doesn't doesn't does it it's just it's just the same thing but in an open field basically mm. um i like the i like the battle system i love the music and um i like a couple of the characters um i think it's an okay game i, th- I don't think it's a good final fantasy game but i think it's an okay game they had to release two sequels to <laughs> rectify it <laughs> to, <laughs> to try and get their money back trying to, trying to like, like salvage that yeah, thirteen two is actually good. Lightning Returns. I, I never got more than about ten hours into it. I just can't. Games that have like time limits can't do it. I, just, I don't want to be rushed. But um, yeah, fourteen I love. Like again, tattoo. Right, that's probably one of my favourite games of all time at this point. Um, I wish that was on Xbox because I play it on PC, but it'd be nice to have it on my main console platform. Um, 15, as I said, it's very unfinished. I haven't played it since they did the Royal Edition update, so I don't know how much they fixed with that. Uh, I haven't played any of the DLC. They did like chapters for them, like a DLC chapter for each of the other party members. I haven't played any of those. Um, but the game as it came out was very unfinished. It felt very hacked together, um, but there was, there is a lot to like in there, and it is a good-looking game. Um, but it just felt like very rushed and unfinished. 16, though, is being made by a lot of the people that worked on 14 and especially on um, the Heaven's Ward expansion, which is amazing. And I really like the look of 16. And unfortunately, it's timed exclusive. So even well, without me, yeah, well, mm. but even without Sony um, buying Square Enix, if they're going to, I still wouldn't be able to play it day one. It's like six months until it hits PC, I think, and then a year after, a year until it can go to other platforms. But given how Final Fantasy VII Remake has gone, like it's still exclusive, even though it was only exclusive for a year and it's been two years. Who the hell knows? Even if even if Sony don't buy Square Enix, is it ever going to come to Xbox? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the look of the Final Fantasy XVI. They've gone back to the sort of swords and shields and medieval look, which I personally quite prefer so i like i like um fantasy over sci-fi more in terms of like the world and lore and stuff um so that looks interesting i mean hopefully it's there's no steampunk elements to it which they tend to fuse the two together hopefully it's just just pure like old school final fantasy with you know the wizards and <laughs> and black mages and white mages and all that shit um which I'm, I'm i'm more than happy for because i i prefer that sort of game 
and setting than I do sort of sci-fi settings. Um, even though I, do, when it comes to movies, I, I do like sci-fi. It's just a prefer like I I prefer the the lore of fantasy than I do of sci-fi. It just makes it a bit more interesting. But um, yeah, I mean like like I said, man, like what what other is there any other titles that Square Enix own at the moment that you'll be interested in if it did move to PlayStation be owned by Sony? I think in terms of their big stuff, it probably is only Final Fantasy, honestly. Like Dragon Quest, they've announced Dragon Quest Twelve, but I never really got into Dragon Quest. Played a handful of hours of Dragon Quest Eight and Dragon Quest Eleven, and yeah, they're fine, but I'm I not like that Dragon fussed. Quest. I like Dragon but, Quest, but again, that's another one that Nintendo would lose if Sony, um, if Sony were to buy. Square Enix because those those do big numbers on Nintendo platforms. They're really good for like Nintendo. They remade, yeah, they remade a bunch of them for the 3DS, the old ones, mm. and then like obviously Eleven is on Switch. You've got the definitive edition on Switch, uh, which also they, later came to Xbox. I wonder if they like if Sony did buy Square Enix, would they do like a Chrono Trigger sort of remake or sequel or something like that? That's owned by Square Enix, isn't it? That IP. Mm. I wonder if they would that. I mean, people would lose their shit. Even people who weren't around when that game was released and probably don't really know about it would probably lose their shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what, I mean, was... oh, Jesus, how could I forget this? I completely forgot. What, the one that would kill me, Final Fantasy would be, well, Final Fantasy and Nier together. But if they're going to do any more Nier games, um, yeah, it, it, it would make me cry if they weren't, if they were going to be locked to PlayStation. Mm. Um, so as, as things stand at the moment, obviously, I, I can't really get that excited about Final Fantasy 16 because I don't have a platform to play it on. Um, like I can't even play it day one on PC. I have to wait six months. And it does, that doesn't make me want to, like we said this before when we discussed the KOTOR remake, Timed exclusive deals don't make me want to buy the platform that it's timed exclusive to. It just makes me pissed off and not and just want to tell everyone to get lost instead. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the only thing I'd be interested in on PS5 at the moment is Final Fantasy 16, and I, I'm not going to buy a whole new 500 pound console, especially one that's very hard to find still, just to play what is ostensibly a third party game. Um, so I'm stuck waiting six months to play it anyway, unless Sony do buy Square Enix and then lock it down completely. Uh, in which case, I would have to begrudgingly buy a PS5 or see if I could borrow one from someone for a month or something. Um, but yeah, I guess if, if Square Enix were bought by Sony, I probably would end up buying a PS5 at some point because I um, I wouldn't want to miss out on Nier and Final Fantasy. But hopefully like sony we talked about this in the recent podcast sony are moving more towards pc now um so i guess another question is if they did buy square enix do you think they'd continue to push towards pc or do you think they'd go actually do you know what we've got all these big ips now we've got all our own ips we've got final fantasy we're just gonna go back to only being on console and drive people towards our own ecosystem no i think they're missing out on a big um 
big uh, chunk of, I think a lot more people playing PC now, especially with Game Pass, where, uh, Ultimate, where you can play on either PC uh, or, or Xbox, which we do. I think they're missing out on a lot there. I think that's, if they do buy Square Enix, they want to add it to their, to their, up to their X PlayStation equivalent. What's it called? Spartacus. Well, well that, that was the code name. Code name, it's... but even though it's not, I forget what they actually even called though, it. Even though it's not game part, game, it's not a game pass. It's they're sort of like poor man's equivalent. I think they would want to put it on PlayStation. They would have it on P- um, PC. I think they're moving. I think they're making their moves there, and I don't think they're going to go back and, and, and regress. But they want to sort of tap into that market a bit more. Mm-hmm. They've always been that. They're you know everyone's always going. Well, you can't play it on PC, so you've got to have a PlayStation. That's what makes it good. But now PlayStation go, well, there's quite a lot of money to be made there. I mean, we're missing out, man. Certain, we're going to put the feelers out. We'll put a couple of titles out here. See how it goes. See how it goes. I mean, like the uh, the ports have, haven't been great, but they're getting better at it. And I think they will, you will they will have them. They want to have a they want to have a presence in, on PC. Like they're like looking at Xbox and going, fuck, they get all their games are on there. That's a big presence to have on there for our rivals. And even though if people are not playing it on the Xbox, they're still playing their games. It was just like we're missing out a, a bit, a, quite a lot there, and they're a bit buying all these publishers. You know what I mean? <laughs> they could have their own launcher. I don't think they're going to rival Steam, but there'll be an option to do that. And PlayStation will probably go, yeah. I mean, we're missing out here a lot, chaps. And um, I mean, like Final Fantasy remakes on place on um, on on PC. Uh, only on Epic until, well, I think that deal runs out next month, so that'll probably come to Steam next Steam. month. I mean, yeah. it, it could it could be done. I mean, I don't see what I don't see why they would sort of take uh, put dip their toes in there and then sort of pull out and go. Well, we're just going to keep everything on PlayStation. I think they they, they probably do want to sort of look into that market and buying Square Enix and putting it on on their uh, Spartacus and having it having to you can play it on PC or uh, or PlayStation sort of makes quite a bit more sense especially with Steam Deck out now we can have it handhelds because they're giving up on their on their handhelds Vita's just died a sad sad painful death it's a shame for Vita sorry died a, a, a sad death which is a shame I, I have one I, I quite like it it's <laughs> um, great I love the Vita like handhelds are just dead now because everyone can play it on the iPads or phones <laughs> or or on their piece on their laptops like like or like what we got. Um, I, I kind of feel like they're they're gonna do they're gonna have it. I mean, like Tomb Raider was is, is available on play, on PC and and Mac and play it there when they used to own that they sold that off. So you know. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> PlayStation didn't own that. What am I talking about? That Square, Square Enix did. So yeah, yeah. They have they have their presence on play on 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 PS on 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 uh, PC. So I think they would probably still to make my point. Yeah, they 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 would probably want to have more games or more of their games on 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 PC. Yeah, I think yeah. what Microsoft realized a good half decade ago at this point and that sony are just kind of starting to realize in the last year or two 
is that there is a lot of people on PC that are not going to buy your console, but they will buy your games if you go to where they are. So it's like, you know, people that mainly or entirely play on PC, they don't want a console. So they just can look at those games and go, yeah, I'd play them if I had access to them, but I'm not going to buy another piece of hardware for it. If you then take that game and go, okay, we'll put it on Steam or wherever you'd like to play your games, and people go, yeah, okay, I'll buy it now. Um, so I don't think really you're losing... I mean, there might be some. You might lose some people that go, what do I need this piece of shit console for anymore? Throw it in the trash and I'm going to buy a PC. I think that's a very small number of people that would do that. I think there's a lot, much bigger number of people that would otherwise wouldn't play your games that now will and now buy them. And I, I hope Sony go more in on PC because, like I say, most of their first-party stuff does nothing for me. Like, I couldn't care less about Uncharted. Don't really care about God of War. I played the last one on PS4. I thought it was fine. Not particularly fussed about it. Don't care about Days Gone. Ghost of Tsushima doesn't really appeal to me. It just looks very, very Assassin's Creed. Um, most of their stuff, I don't care. Like, I'm glad I got to play the Last of Us games. Um, if there's another one, hopefully it comes to PC. But I'd like to play Horizon Forbidden West. I imagine that will come to PC at some point because the first one did. I can wait, like even if it's two years down the line. I'm, I'm in no rush. I don't need to play it immediately. So uh, if they do buy Square Enix, um, then hopefully they'll continue along this path of pushing into PC and I can just play those games like Final Fantasy and Nier and whatnot on PC. Um, I'd prefer if they didn't buy them, but I'm sure there are plenty of PlayStation people that would much have preferred Microsoft to not buy Bethesda or not be trying to buy Activision. So when someone gets acquired, there's always someone losing out. And um, it's just a way of the business, I guess. But hopefully with with both of what used to be called the HD twins back in the PS3, 360 and Wii days, both Sony and Microsoft are pushing onto PC, then I think you're probably okay if you can slap a PC together or find one pre-built somewhere because I think they're both going to be I mean Microsoft are already there all their games are going to PC Sony are pushing more into it and I, I really hope Sony get to the point where their games are day and date on PC not necessarily for me but just so people don't have to wait arbitrary amounts of time for no real reason or benefit um, possibly I, I, I don't think they will come out day one because I think it just costs more, more money to have simultaneously building a game for a console and then building it for a PC. I think they they will tend to, they won't do what Xbox do and have it both out. They one. I think they'll have they'll have um certain games like they're big. They're, what they're doing now, they'll just wait and then bring it out like a year later or something like that mm. to see if it's profitable. Because it's all about the bottom line with. With because they, they they got if their first party games they got to be bangers, they can't afford to take it like a spend X amount of money on AAA title and have it not make a return or a profit. Mm. They got it has to be a banger. So they like well Days Gone. That's why it's not getting a sequel because it didn't meet the expectations. Even though it sold pretty well, they they put a lot of money into that. So they they have to see a return. Mm. And if it's not a return, if they don't make a profit, they're not going to put a sequel out. But they did. They did release that on P, um, place, um, PC just to see if they can make more money from it. 
Mm. But it, with, with PlayStation, it's always got to be a banger because they're, they're always like top of the line, state of the art, like visuals and, and gameplay. Yeah. Well, they did recently buy Nixus, who are known for being like a PC port specialist. So, but obviously, they can only do so much work. So, I imagine mm. they're not. I imagine they're not currently porting all of Sony's first-party stuff mm-hmm. to PC because they just wouldn't have the bandwidth for that. But yeah, I mean, even if if even if their stuff comes like a year later, it's better than not coming at all. And as I've said, even if like Forbidden West comes two years after the PS5 release or PS4 and 5 release. That's fine by me. I can wait. I'm in no rush. I mean, there are I w- very, very few games that I care about playing I mean, day one. I, I, I would like a, a Last of Us on 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 PC. Instead of making remasters and remakes, they're doing a remake of Last yeah. of Us, aren't they? Still don't get that, but Why? I kind of feel like that would maybe be a good avenue for a PC release of the first game. Yeah, I mean, making a remake of it, slap it on PC too. I mean, like, like, come on. The game still looks great, even on the PS3 version. There's a PS3 mm. version. There's a PlayStation 4 version. There's a PS. Is there a PS5 version? I'm not sure. Uh, I think they. I think they updated Last of Us 2 for PS5. I don't know if they did with the first one. Right. But I mean, I played the PS4 remaster just before the Last of Us 2 came out to kind of refresh my memory, and it's still a really good looking game. Don't really see why it needs a remake, but here we are. Mm. It just seems like a waste of time and money to me, but. Yeah, we are, man. There we are. The uh, if Sony buys Winix, for me personally, I'd be like, oh, okay. It's like certain people go, well, they bought, they bought, um, they bought Bethesda. I don't care. They, you know, it doesn't make. I don't lose. I don't lose anything. I don't really like their games, which is fair enough. With me, with Square Enix, if we lose Final Fantasy, I'm like, oh, it's a shame. But I haven't really been into Final Fantasy since. 10 really like really passionate about it so it's not really a big deal for me uh i know you like you say you're you're a big final fantasy fan so that would be a big loss for you and losing near but um it would me it's not really that much i know if they do acquire them the internet will like twitter will explode like it's the best deal ever and the console war is over and that's the death kill of um, of of Xbox, even though they have like literally like a ton of like RPG studios now, um, <laughs> mad amounts where they don't have to rely. Now they don't have to rely on one RPG. They've got like so many <laughs> people making RPGs for them. So mm. yeah, yeah. Like like I say, there are, there are only a few games that I absolutely must play day one. Most stuff I'm intent to wait. Halo is a day one game. Final Fantasy is a day one game. Nier is a day one game. So, like, if I lost access to two of those, that would be pretty upsetting. But, um, yeah, I mean, maybe if if Sony did own them, then they wouldn't be... Because, obviously, like, Square Enix will put pretty much all their stuff on PC anyway, other than stuff that is, like, made exclusively for, say, Nintendo, like Bravely Default 2. Um so maybe if Square Enix were owned by Sony, then they wouldn't actually delay the PC version, kind of paradoxically. Because we already know 16 is going to be on PC. It's six months delayed because of this stupid Sony deal. 
maybe if Sony actually owned them, they wouldn't have felt the need to do that deal and it would have just come day and date, but who knows? All we can do is wait and see what happens, I guess. As you said, when we first started talking about this, anything can happen. I think that's been ably proved in the last year or two. Literally anything can and will happen. Microsoft buying publishers like came out and bought Bethesda, which just was a huge atom bomb dropped on the industry and then one up themselves by going after Activision. Sony have bought Bungie, like who would have seen that coming? And then Embracer buying Crystal Dynamics when people like a lot of people like Microsoft should buy Crystal Dynamics. They'd be they're making perfect dark anyway and they need more third person action adventure games and then Embracer buys them out of nowhere. So you can't predict this stuff, I guess. You can just kind of talk maybe, about what may, might happen who knows maybe embracers bought them and then we'll sell them onto xbox like you say <laughs> they don't really make triple a games man that's not their thing mm. they don't really i don't think they have the 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 the, the money the facilities to produce a big like tomb raider game like the the last um, trilogy i don't think they can do really do that yeah right. i'm quite i'm skeptical because yeah. they they most of the like a lot of their studios are like mobile studios and a lot of the other ones are very small and then most of them are like sort of AA level. Maybe um, they're maybe they're making a, a, a mobile game or two made on milk. <laughs> yeah, have the entire Crystal Dynamics team making a mobile game. Yeah, could happen. But yeah, again, another thing that we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. They've announced a new Tomb Raider, which so you're gonna have to wait and see what comes of it. But I think that is gonna do it for this week's episode of the podcast thank you all for listening and watching if you're on youtube looking at our beautiful faces and um, you can find this on many many um, podcast audio platforms which i'm sure paul will remind me of the which ones are on right now audible um google play google Google um, podcasts basically everything apart from itunes everything apart from itunes because we hate apple apple music it's just a pain <laughs> in the ass to like set it up there because uh, with the other ones i can just sort of click post my post my link and they accept it with 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 well uh, with apple i have to have an apple account then sign into that uh, it's just like a <laughs> massive ball ache i'm just like i don't really want an apple account so mm. I, don't, I don't really want to set one up so unfortunately you can't get it on on there but you can get it on other pl- um, pl- um, podcast platforms the biggest one being Spotify and also again if you want to see our faces we're always putting these on YouTube and uh, mm. you can always come back and check out our YouTube for gameplay stuff and our Twitch which is twitch.tv for slash game with chums where Paul is frequently streaming games playing frequently Dragon Age on the... bit too much <laughs> he's playing Not Dragon enough. Age Origins at the moment so if you want to see some uh, D&D fun jump on that um, I've actually got to pull my finger out and start recording stuff again because I haven't done anything since getting COVID two months ago. Yeah, since February, uh, last we uploaded a video. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need to get it's back May to doing now. some stuff. God but, damn yeah. it! Also, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on uh, Tumblr, on Instagram, all the good social platforms. Which... Facebook too, if anyone cares about Facebook anymore. Twitter. Yeah, said Twitter. Did you say Twitter? I did. Twitter said it again. Yeah. yeah, until two weeks from now, we'll see you on the next episode when uh, we'll be talking about another fantastic topic. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be. And good we'll one. see you then. Bye. 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 Right.
got a minute before this. They close. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. they did this. Can't believe they've done this. Yeah, I see it on the screen. One raining time. One minute, five seconds. All right. Um. Yeah, man. I'll probably see you next weekend for Liam's birthday. Yeah. yeah. How are you getting up there? Are you taking the train? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if Dom's going to come up there with us, so he might drive mm. up there. But I don't know yet. So right. yeah. See what happens. But I'll probably more more than likely be a train. I don't think anyone else is coming from London. No. Like Dan or anything. I don't think he's mm. coming. All right, fair enough. I think he said he's got work the next day, so Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Well, I'll see you there then. All right, man.